0: Hello and welcome to the Super Show, all of you excellent, wonderful human beings. Today, we have a full house. I'm talking me, Jamie, and Chris. So, uh, thank you very much for being here. I managed to make it this week. Um, I'm sure I should get some kudos for that. You know, didn't just leave the boys to do it all by themselves. Um, So, welcome. Hello, guys. How the hell are you doing? Jamie, let's start with you.
1: I'm doing great. I know this won't play very well for the audio version of this podcast, but I've been practicing the art of smiling without smiling with my eyes so I can convince people or scare people into thinking that I'm like a psychopathic serial killer. Like this kind of vibe. Watch the video version of this podcast on YouTube, Super Show Podcast, search it. It's s- oh. simple. It's easy. It's easy. Really? If anything. Do you you it, like a serial that on... killer?
0: Not na- That's with your eyes. I just I watched The Girl in the smiley. Picture on
1: Netflix, and now I'm, I'm hatching some schemes. Wow. Yeah. That's the way I work. True Weird. crime, baby. It's
0: my inspiration. But surely... psychos would practice smiling with their eyes so that they can convince people they're Uh, not psychos.
1: uh, Josie, this is my fantasy, okay? You don't have to... This is like the modern-day equivalent of kink shame. I could get you cancelled on Twitter right now. One hashtag and you're done for. I could get the K-pop stands after you and everything. What what would the hashtag be? Um...
0: Cancel oh, Alex Jones. It, yes. Actually, uh, yeah, I'd well, I was uh, worried I,
1: that any uh, Alex Jones tweet <laughs> would just get lost in the lost in the storm at the
0: moment. Um, I am uncancelable, thanks to the actual Alex Jones. There you go. It
1: would have to be um, hashtag not that Alex Jones is over, Bart. And <laughs> I just is tell over. the I'll just tell everyone on Twitter that you'd said something really mean about Jimin from BTS, and oh, your God. career would be effectively yeah. over.
2: Yeah, yeah, true, true that. You don't fuck with K-pop fans,
0: but surely you have to be a certain size to get cancelled. Because otherwise, it's just more of like you okay. just go viral I and you're it it. bigger than you started.
1: I'm the fattest guy on the podcast, but what? Why? why I don't. I understand what that what that has to do with anything. Wow.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Um, it doesn't have to do no, with anything.
1: I think if we learn anything from the film Gladiator is that even the biggest cancellations can start with the smallest of hashtags. Um, so really, <laughs> you just like just aim for the aim well, for I- the sun, and if you. It land in the clouds you're still not on the
0: earth how many of my 600 strong Twitter followers would I have to lose to be, to be classed as being cancelled we're talking 50% no you've no, you got, you got to
2: double it because when you get cancelled it just doubles
0: Christmas, so I, right. I'd be bigger than I ever
1: was oh yeah all publicity is good publicity like getting cancelled is the best so thing what that I would happen of. to your career
0: yeah. so, unless, so, you've got a, unless you've got a career and then it's the worst thing so
1: Jonesy let's, let's talk game plan
2: here okay what, what what you gonna go out there and do? Uh, a little bit of like molestation, uh, some bestiality. Put my finger. I'm gonna put my finger
0: somewhere it does not belong. Wow. Mm. I'm gonna Oof. wait until someone. I don't know, even know. I'm gonna wait till someone's about to eat a something like a sausage roll. A, fa- oh. a famous person, like a famous politician, and then I'm gonna put the finger in their mouth as the sausage roll is trying to go in. Oh my god.
2: So but, Something about the way you were wiggling that finger, just really what unsettled bit. What's his name?
0: Keir Starmer. When Keir, Keir Starmer must love a Greg sausage roll, right? He's down yeah. with the people. So the next time he's going to chow down and he does a big ah bite, my finger's going to come in there, getting in the mouth. Your so, finger's so, going to come, baby.
1: You want to achieve notoriety <laughs> by having
0: like a British
1: politician bite your finger off.
0: No, he's not going to buy it. He's going to be like, aghast and horrified at this finger that suddenly is—is is, he was expecting tasty Greg sausage roll? You know, maybe it's the vegan sausage roll. He can be a vegan if he wants. I'm not judging him. And instead, he's going to get a sweaty little digit poking him in the tongue.
1: And what what hashtag is going to trend when you pull off this master plan?
0: Uh, <laughs>
1: Jonesy's dirty little finger.
0: Jo- no, jo- Jonesy's dirty digit. Hashtag Jonesy's dirty digit. Oh.
1: There's the fucking dirty code digit. word for the end. Oh, God. That sounds like a Michael Jackson song that he never released.
0: And it's gonna make him gag. He's gonna go oh, and he's gonna dirty one digit. <laughs> it's it's um, all gonna be on camera, and then people are gonna go, This is this is outrageous. Jonesy's dirty digit. He'd put that in his mouth, he was not expecting it, he was just expecting sausage roll and he got dirty digit. Cancel Jonesy, and then I'm gonna get twelve hundred followers on Twitter. Wow. It'll all be, I mean, hashtag be hashtag it. cancel. it's It's a good plan.
1: Yeah. Because then you could tweet out every time we release an episode of the Super Show podcast and we get another 10 listeners.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, instead exactly. of, instead of what we do
1: now, and we get like minus 50.
0: Well, before we lose any of the f- uh, listeners that we've currently got, because they did not sign in to uh, listen to someone talk about dirty digits and mouths and politicians, I think I should probably say that we're a gaming podcast and we're actually here to talk about video games. You <laughs> not- should talk shit. That's, we're just n- being, not not nothing could digit. be further from the truth at the moment. All 10 dirty digits on the mouse, keyboard or gamepad, whatever the hell you want to play with. Um, Today we're going to be talking about some uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet news. We're going to be chatting about um, Ogre Tactics Reborn, which has um, been freshened for the modern day. And uh, a bit of meet your maker, um, you know, a pain delivery system for the ages. (laughs) A fun little concept game that um, I hadn't heard of until about 15 minutes ago. And actually... Do you know what? Do you not know box. It's ticking for me, boys. I know you're going to get annoyed when I say this. It's ticking the evolve box a little bit. Oh, fucking!
1: Here we go. Oh, evolve.
0: oh, I'm Alex. I love asynchronous gameplay, Jones. I,
1: I hate to throw a tangent out there this early in the podcast, oh, but wow, I, really? and I'm not. I'm not trying to wind Josie up. This is a completely genuine. I think I'm right in saying that I saw the other day on Twitter or something like that that there is currently a movement to get evolve going again. Yeah, yeah, something to, to do with. reboot the servers how
0: would that wind yeah. how, would, how would that wind me up that would be amazing evolve was a fantastic game and I, the asynchronous game clip gameplay chris was great you are correct thank you for pointing that out but one of the best things about evolve was the uh, was the not the monster side of it was the team based tactical side of it but you had all the different roles like you have in modern games where you get to play that sort of game but it felt much more important mm. Because you had the people that could only do certain roles and you had to have them on point. Otherwise the whole game could fail. Not like the shit you have now where everyone's kind of, you know, fire team elite, where you're all a little bit the same, but one's got a shotgun and one's got a machine gun. No. I want one person to be the trapper, one person to be the I don't even know what I remember they were. The assault guy. One person to be the medic. Well, Josie, I've got a good Come news for you then. Uh,
2: Back for Blood has released its second expansion.
0: I did actually see that. I did actually see the Back mm. for Blood was released. Expansion. I have not played that since it came to Game Pass, so maybe I should have another look <laughs> at Back for Blood because it was actually a decent bit of fun. Um, all right, should we jump into the first story? Uh, you know, you yeah. know what, Jonesy? Please, because uh, I'm I'm rearing
2: to go. I'm ready, buddy.
0: Um. So some people will be happy. Some people will be sad because this is the way this thing always goes. But Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon. <laughs> Scarlet Pokemon. and Violet had a little trailer released. Pokemon, Pokemon, like Pokemon sounds
1: like like Pokemon. It's Brazzas, what Pokemon does. Bra- Brazzas Brazzas does would, it sounds like Brazzers were trying to organize a triple X parody of Pokemon, and that was like the first name that got rejected. The first name scrubbed off the whiteboard was Pokemon.
0: No, it's, no. it's what po, it's what Pokemon does when she gets excited. When she gets she when, when she Pokemon. gets mushed off a little bit of a Pokemon. When, when someone has a dirty digit in a vicinity, oh, she gives a Pokemon. On. <laughs> we really have to like.
1: How how, how long we've we been going? Five, ten minutes talking about Pokemon getting fingered. Yeah,
0: oh, but you said it. You implied we alluded it. To it. I implied it. I didn't actually say, outright say it. You're going to get cancelled now for talking about Pokemon getting fingered the The, the weirder
1: weird, weird part wasn't that she uh, got finger blasts. the fact that originally she was trying to put a vegan sausage roll up there. <laughs> which uh, is that why? Of... I, is that why you can never get them at Greg's? Yeah, exactly, that's why they're For always the, sold the out. Real, Women the around question. the country are celebrating each Friday night with a flaky mess of their own. Oh, oh
0: Jesus but Christ. But why was Keir Starmer even in her room? That's what I want to know.
1: That mm. would be the weirdest celebrity crossover of all time. Keir Starmer, Pokimane, and a vegan sausage roll. The rest yeah, will shock don't, you.
2: Don't you remember when, when AOC did all that all that Among Us streams with uh, fucking... I don't know. Yes, pro- yeah. probably Pokemon was involved in that. So it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility that like.
1: But it's politicians- like AOC and star a wow. different. Like next, you're going to tell me her son is going to fuck Liz Truss or something like that? It was like
0: <laughs> the, the, the crossover there is just not going to happen. That would be amazing if that if that turned out to be true. That'd be great. Imagine wow. anyway. Yes, there was a new trailer for Pokemon Scarlet uh, and Violet. Um, I like that uh, Chris in the little document that we have here has put, it's a Pokemon game, because do you know what? That is a, the best description you can have of like a Pokemon trailer is exactly what you'd imagine. There are a few new things though, because it is an open world RPG and there is also some horrendous traversal system where they've got you riding on the, some sort of like a weird hybrid of a bike and a hang glider across with a legendary Pokemon, which doesn't look good. It's so um, weird, man.
2: It freaks me the fuck out.
0: I, I think it might be fun to play as, but it doesn't look good. It looks freaking yes. weird. Can, can, I, can I tell you
2: something, fellas? When I was maybe like, I don't know, fucking six or whatever, like whatever the age was, but I was really fucking young. And I used to, um, so I had a little dog and I used to like get on my dog's back, and take his ears and go vroom, 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 like a fucking <laughs> motorbike and like tweak his ears. Not hard. He didn't, he didn't mind it. But it just kind of reminds me of that, which is just like a really fucking odd, weird thing to do. I was a child. I was young, so I'm excused. But this is a fucking Pokemon game, fellas. It's weird.
0: It's, what's you? funny is you've, you've stepped into a dangerous area where people start to realise that Pokemon is all about people having animals that they make fight.
2: Well, yeah, well, that's... Well, on ATG, we made videos about that.
0: Yeah, and this is another step down that, down that path. They're now yeah. riding on them and pulling on their ears to make them go faster. Maybe like just- uh,
2: you, you, you just got to wait for like fucking Pokemon latex black and fucking uh, you know <laughs> lambskin pink or whatever, and you're just going to land up fucking Pokemon. Like it's like three generations away. It's it's going to happen. Is the, future. The, the, that the, is the trajectory future. that they're going is you're going to be fucking balls deep in a Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your uh, in.
0: I've I've seen some videos that's and that's already been done, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, but can you play it?
0: oh right good uh maybe, yeah, probably, maybe somewhere. Yeah, probably, probably somewhere yeah probably somewhere on the internet so okay let's talk about the things that they that they're doing right with the trailer because i actually think it didn't look half bad it maybe is a better to go back to this more traditional kind of pokemon game than arceus which you know got a bit ripped apart when it came out some people it, really didn't like the direction it had gone it did
2: and then it didn't i think it kind of grew on people and and all the all the uh supposed brew ha ha kind of subsided <laughs>
0: Do so you think that they're going in the right direction with Pokémon, moving towards this open-world RPG style that they've been pushing towards for the last sort of little while now? You know, they've been experimenting with it, haven't they? They've had a few open-world areas and things.
1: Yeah, I think I think this is the logical extension of that. I think. From what I remember, so I, I didn't play Pokemon Legends Arceus because I was in the camp that I think you're alluding to, Jonesy. Of I looked at those trailers and everything looked a bit ropey and I wasn't sure about the frame rates. I wasn't sure about the visuals. And I wasn't even sure about the general concept of like a Pokemon game set before Pokemon games where there are no gym leaders to um, to battle. It's about fleshing out the Pokedex, which is a cool concept, but it, it's not what I go to Pokemon for in theory. Um, and so I didn't go to it. But taking the parts of that game that were celebrated and did apparently work in spite of some of those technical shortcomings, like the freedom and sense of exploration and being able to encounter Pokemon in broad open areas, which has technically always happened in Pokemon, but never been presented in this way, it actually makes perfect sense. And the vibe I got from the better parts of this trailer was they look like they're getting towards successfully uh, combining those open-ended exploratory Arceus elements with some of the more structured elements of the traditional Pokemon games, like having a gym system, eight of them, which is, you know, that's always been the number. That's, you go around, you get your badges, you know, more NPCs and like, it's almost weird to call them NPCs and quest givers because Pokemon's always felt different to other RPGs, but that's technically now what they are. More urban or built up or industrial areas with, you know, as opposed to just wilderness and open green fields without much um, foliage to be found it looks like a nice blend of the two and also like for as much people criticize Game Freak on this side of things their tech does look like it is gradually increasing and like the quality of the worlds they're creating is gradually rising to the level we'd expect they're not like a Zelda game's probably going to come out next year and Scarlet and Violet will immediately look old by comparison but that's an inevitability with Game Freak, and it's kind of like as close as they can get to something good is what we should be grateful for.
0: <laughs> What's kind of weird, though, like for my taste, so Pokemon Sword and Shield, I preferred the more traditional Pokemon areas to that game than I did to the open area, which was, I can't remember what they called it, the wilds. was Yeah, they were um, tacked on, weren't they? They did feel a bit tacked on, and I, I didn't have as much fun exploring those areas as I did, like the, a bit more of the traditional, you know, follow the path, discover the little Pokemon jumping in the bush. I quite like that in Pokemon, um, which was, was surprised me because I thought I would prefer more of an open world feel. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I'm a little bit, um, yeah, I'm a little bit torn. I didn't play Arceus either, which uh, I wasn't that sort of it wasn't planned. I do. I would like to play some Arceus, I would like to have a go at that. It almost sits in a bit of a weird place in my mind. That will it feel almost like a cross between Pokemon and Pokemon Snap, in that you're being doing more of the discovery and getting to fight them as opposed to more traditional battle style Pokemon game but then to be fair most of my Pokemon experiences come through the lens of my child who is absolutely <laughs> obsessed so a lot of my what I like about it is is skewed to what he likes about it as well so but it right. looks hey it looks pretty good it looks quite fun I'm sure a lot of people out there will absolutely love it um so it is in the uh, Paldia region. Um, And I think there's going to be um, a bunch of new Paldian forms. The Pokedex is going to be massively expanded, as it always is. Um, Squeeze some more shit in there. And the multiplayer is going to let you explore uh, with up to three friends, which is nice because um, Nintendo is nothing if not about, you know, getting people to play together.
1: Oh. You You have to add them via a friend code. You can't voice chat, but, boy, you can play co-op Pokemon with
0: them. (laughs) Thanks, Nintendo. (laughs) Um, oh. And the, na- and the uh, current tacked on bit of bullshit to throw into the battles is something called Terrastalize, I think I'm saying that right, um, which is a feature which crystallizes your Pokemon combat and boosts their stats. I hate the tacked on uh, little extra things they do in Pokemon games, like, um, was it dino- Dynamaxing that you yeah. could do in um, was- Sword so and that-
2: Shield? So here's the question, are, there- is- are you not going to be able to Dynamax your fucking ding-dongle on-, on the fucking game?
0: Anymore. I hope not. I I didn't see it in um uh in this. Because you, you could also what was it you could do in the Pokemon before that? You could um Ruby and not before that like four back. But in Ruby and Sapphire, you had um Omega you, you Ruby
1: and Omega the, the Remix, yes. was that the thing yes. where you like he pushes a button on his watch and something crazy That's happens. Right. And he uh, made like a, them
0: go into a super super version of uh, yeah, and they have and a like different the move. Battle.
1: They have a different move set, I think, in there. or, yes. or, or they have one, uh, one move that's like tied to that transformation. I can't remember what's what what, called. Yeah,
0: they would become like a super version of themselves. But at least, but the Dynamax thing was so much worse because in Dynamax they would grow to like a hundred feet tall, and their moves were then changed ever so slightly, and it'd be like. Five people have come to help you battle the Dynamax Score Bunny, and it was just shit. Like it looked, it looked rubbish, and it wasn't fun. Like I didn't enjoy it at all. Wow.
1: Yeah. Well, well, you'll love terrestralized battles.
0: This doesn't sound as bad. But the the raids
1: are back. Um, But they tweet. They they tweet the raids now, so that um, (laughs) the players in the raids can attack um, in any order and whenever they want. Uh, So it's more like Pokemon Go, apparently, from what I've heard. Which sounds okay. Again, anything that brings a bit more fluidity to what is increasingly becoming a fairly sort of static JRPG turn-based system, I'm all down for. Which is the reason I'm kind of keen to give this a look and a go.
0: No, I I I agree. They um, they do need to put something in there to just make it feel a bit, little bit more fluid. It's like as you say, it can feel very static at times. Um, But however it feels, I know that my kid will play like fifty billion hours of it. So um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah like That's Pokemon good. Best, there
2: is that. pokemon's one of those things right where it, it's like it, it it just fucking prints money that doesn't it doesn't matter what they do with it it just prints money yes,
0: those, yeah, those exactly
1: i was gonna say those bikes though like i i, I don't know what the so developer says to it do you know what it feels like to me it's like in an early version of this game it was just a straight-up motorbike that could, you know, they created in the game for the sake of convenience and so you could travel across greater distances and go up the sides of cliffs and all that kind of stuff. And, like, they took it to the director and he's like, it can't just be a bike, this is a-
0: dude has to be but a. they've had bikes bike. they've had bikes in Pokemon yeah, they've before. had
1: regular bikes but it's like it's almost like he doesn't want like automotive like he doesn't want like it's like it can't be a motorbike it can't be a, oh, it's gotta I be a Pokemon right. yeah, but so, hold like, because like, in, they went it, back to Pokemon the drum board and just drew a Pokemon on top of the bike and well, like, look, these okay, are the special so Pokemon this year in,
2: in open world games you need a way to traverse easier right like um the, the the thing that's always happened is like horses. Hey, in Skyrim, you got I a knew, horse. I knew
0: this was going to happen. Chris has stolen the point I was going to make that was going to piss him off. Hopefully,
2: what what was is that? It?
0: Do you know Do you know what belongs alongside the uh, the Pokemon bike Pokemon that they've just shown off in the trailer? What? The horse from Elden Ring. That's what goes alongside it because it has got like that to me when I saw it. Was no, like the- that is a horribly animated horse that can just bounce up the sides of like areas and leap Look, off of cliffs, and it's but- like. Oh, they've solved the traversal problem in open world game. They've added in a stupid horse that could just do anything
2: it wants. That is the poorest attempt at riling me up that you've had in a very long time. A, because you're just flat out wrong. But B, thematically a horse in the in Elden Ring makes fucking sense. Okay. And I guess you could say fine. Okay, actually fine. Thematically fucking riding a bike type Pokemon. Does also fucking weirdly make no, sense. No, no,
0: no. I'll give you I'll give you that. You're much yeah, the <laughs> but, the bike makes a lot less but, sense. But than the, the horse. actual
2: point that I was gonna say, right, is if you have an open world, you need a way to easily traverse the thing. And that's why we've got horses yeah, and do, mounts and whatever, okay? Now, funnily enough, Pokemon has this fucking blueprint. You jump on the back of a fucking horse Pokemon, which is exactly what they did in Arceus, right? Like and, and, oh, and you if you wanted to glide, you, you were just hanging from like a Pokemon. fucking eagle.
1: Uh, Pokemon. Yeah,
2: yeah. So why do you need this weird fucking contraption? Pokemon. It's like it, it just makes no sense. Like, so I, I put in the notes here, which you just gleefully ignored. My gloriously thought out notes here, Jonesy, because I said Pokemon Scarlet Violet. It's a Pokemon game with a weird bike playing Pokemon thing, which is weird. Did I mention it's weird? Think of the weird bike in Breath of the Weir- Breath of the Wild DLC. Breath now of in the Breath of the, of the Wild Isn't DLC, weird. Weird. okay, you finish the game. What do you get? You get a fucking motorbike to ride. In Breath of the Wild, which itself never made fucking sense, because why have you got it? Uh, oh yeah, so fucking yeah, technology. DLC is fine. That's the excuse that that it can have, in that it's a DLC thing, and you have to finish the game to get it. And it's kind of like a reward, even yeah. though you still yeah. have a fucking horse. But like, it's it just, I, I hate, I hate everything about it, and I want to burn it with fire when I see this fucking Pokemon
1: bike. Speaking of rewards, these Pokemon bikes, the actual Pokemon that they are in and of themselves. They're the legendary Pokemon, right? They're the things that are on the front covers of these games. Seems you like you usually it, yeah. get them at the end of the, the end story? Of the so, yep. like, is it, are they just, like, heavily promoting a Pokemon game based on a motorbike you're not really going to ride?
0: Oh, I see what you mean. Like, you don't get the bike until the oh, end so of the maybe, game. Maybe, no, maybe, yeah. you, maybe you are it on a Poke be.
1: Horse until like, the well, end. Well, to, be, to be fair,
0: for, for people that haven't played, like, Pokemon games in the past, so usually they're, they almost use it as, like, a... Um, uh, what is it? I mean, the term is basically you get to a point in the game where you can't traverse certain areas, and then you unlock a Pokemon where you can then traverse the areas, so you can go, you can go back, and you can re-explore areas that you've been to in the past. So that's a great question because they're showing off its ability to ride like across ground, ability to fly, ability to go across water. But realistically, we know that you're not going to see some of that stuff until much later on in the game. So. At first, maybe you've got some shitty slow bike Pokemon, which is <laughs> you, kind of crap. You've got
2: a tricycle Pokemon, and then you work your way up to a, a, like a, a, a push pedal balance bike fucking Pokemon. It's going
0: to evolve. It's going to evolve into different stages of being able to fly, ride. It's and... just so... It
2: just, I, I don't, I don't, you know, like, some people have, like, phobias of, like, holes and stuff, or whatever, or whatever oh, yeah. like yeah. Little buttons or some shit. I just get, like, a really fucking... Creeped out feeling when I when I think about like riding an animal that is like a motorbike. It is weird. Like I I I I understand that. Like yeah the the fucking what's the the biology of Pokemon is fucking all over the place and Pokemon do all weird things and there's different types of weird fucking Pokemon. Fine, I understand it, but it's something about the fact of thinking like is is that motorbike element an organ? And how is it so free to move 360 degrees while still connected to it? It's just like, just
1: thinking about it too much, it just freaks me out. Yeah. Especially because one of them, like, again, just between from memory of the trailer and looking at the promotional art, one of them turns into, like, a full-on bike. But the other one turns into a bike where it still has all four legs almost dangling by the side, and they move alongside the way. So it's like it's running, and the wheels are going. It's so Much more preferable is if... Pokemon just like took the plunge and said like like we're gonna basically do our version of Kirby as a Pokemon. We're just gonna create a Pokemon that can like open its mouth really wide and breathe in uh, and suck things up yeah. to take their form. And so basically, this was just what if it was a Pokemon that swallowed a bike in, in mouthful mode and then turned into a bike <laughs> result? That's a good question. Why why
2: haven't again? they made like why haven't they done the Pokemon Kirby crossover? Like it makes perfect sense, right? Oh, it's,
0: it's coming. It's have coming, they man. ever
1: done any official Pokemon cross-up, like an honorary Pokemon, based on a character from another? I don't think they ever I, have. I have. I have no idea. Maybe, Maybe I, not, I, yeah. I, I think they keep that list, that Pokedex, probably because it has to stretch across into other forms of media. <laughs> I think they keep it pretty locked down. Yeah.
0: But I to be fair to them, one good thing coming out of uh, with the bike Pokemon is that you're going to get an awesome scene at the beginning of the game where you go to meet Professor Oak before you got your first you know his starter Pokemon and he's going to walk you through a lab kind of like in Alien 4 where there's all the different Ripleys that are like half blended in with the alien and it's and they're all like screaming in pain and there's going to be all these Pokemon which are like half machine half Pokemon just like crying (laughs) and bleeding kill me Yeah, and it's going to walk you through all of that and go, we've figured out how to perfectly blend machine and Pokemon. (laughs) Then you're going to get there, and this one's going to be on a stand, like, happy, yeah, with all of its siblings just, like, (laughs) looking awful in the background. Oh, that is the And you're going to have to burn the whole lab down. So, (laughs) with a flamethrower.
1: I mean,
2: that's a Pokemon game
1: that I might actually play then. (laughs) Yeah, do you know what else you've you've just made me want, like a Carrion-style reverse Pokemon game where you play as the Pokemon that eventually, like, um, oh. fucking something snaps and they go postal and, like, they just start killing humans. And you have oh, to like, raid villagers as a Charizard that just who's you. Who's the Pokemon? Mew. Mew's the Pokemon that fucking
2: snaps, right? He escapes on the oh, map. Mewtwo. Mew try- Mewtwo. Mew Mew like, well, yeah. that would be a quality game if you played as Mewtwo and you just got to get your revenge on fucking all the people who are experimenting on you.
0: Yeah. No, I, I and want, I want Pikachu. I want our Ash to be lying dead and bloodied on the floor, and Pikachu snaps and yeah. just like goes and full. on. Oh, like... but he's his best friend. Yeah, so that's why. He, that's why he snaps.
1: I want the uh, I want Pikachu's electric moves to work the exact same way as the Taser from Siphon Filter, where they just go, and if you do it for long <laughs> enough, they spontaneously combust and piss themselves. <laughs>
0: um well hey let us know in the comments down below if you could have a fucked up pokemon game where you take over a pokemon and you can use its powers to cause havoc what pokemon would you choose and what power would you use to most devastating effect um that's a great little great little comment you can leave us down below (laughs) i can't wait to see another idea what is it what's the pokemon called scythe scyther yeah scyther oh yeah you do scyther Uh...
1: And you put a mechanic in yeah. there that's the same as Metal Gear Rising Revengeance is like, slow down time and choose which angle you're going to slash from. So you could just go, t- 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 like, slice up a hundred times a second and put it cool. into cubes. And also you get some weird, like, future president who becomes a meme and accidentally says lies that Donald Trump will later say. Which is kind of
2: weird, yeah. I'll tell you my one, okay? duck, but it's like... Um, <laughs> The game plays out like scanners, where you just go around going, "meh," and you just explode people's heads. <laughs> it's
1: yeah, or, and wicked. he can do like psyops uh, style um, telekinesis, just picking people up and smacking <sighs> yes, them. Right. Into-
2: yeah, ba- basically, like imagine, imagine prototype the game, but with side dunk, yeah. and, and like, and, and oh yes, mate, let's. I like it. Game freak, DM <laughs> us. We're, we're ready. We can talk.
0: R-rated Pokemon. We're ready game.
2: to negotiate. Okay,
0: fuck it's your time. fucking. What would, they call, what would they call it? You know,
1: honestly, fuck your bike Pokemon. Okay, we got yeah, the I, real ideas here. I've got it, Jonesy, because you're talking about it being like the first adult experience, the first hard R Pokemon.
2: Don't say the hard R. <laughs> yeah, the hard
0: R. Hard Jesus R. Christ.
1: No, hard R is in like rated R. The certificate. No, yeah, but you, it
0: usually means something else. <laughs>
1: What, what else does
0: Poke- it mean? Hard don't R? It. Let's like, move on. Let's, PG, let's move on. You have PG-13 on. and you have no, R. No, let's move on. Let's move on. And if it's a Pokemon. hard R, it's
1: like this. Jesus Christ. Let's move on. I actually don't. Okay.
0: Po- uh, <laughs> Pokemon.
1: There you go. Pokemon. Okay.
0: No, but you need like a two thing. You need Pokemon, like, like Pokemon, um, Sado and Masochist. <laughs> I like it's- that.
2: That's
1: quality. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You need something like say that. No? the you Two versions. Yeah. You need two versions. Say say masochist. Masochist. I yeah. like
1: it. I just I like figured it. out the hard R thing.
0: <laughs> you, she types it in yeah. and is like, oh shit. Yeah. You proud of yourself, yeah.
1: big boy? Yeah. No, and I apologize.
0: No, no, we, we knew what you meant. Don't worry, there's no hashtag cancel Jamie. We no, know but what you
1: meant. It also it reminded me of uh, something else I saw earlier. I just realized that <laughs> Jamie just Googled hard R.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah what yeah, does hard R mean? I never knew what that meant. Actually, to be fair, I never knew it, and then I heard it on some stuff where people said this person used it, and I was like, "What?" I, I, don't, I don't really understand it. It's the accent. I always threw me. I didn't know. In my it mind,
1: had. it was like a classic way of describing, like, you know, like you get like a John Wick or something like that, like really pushes uh, the edge of like that yeah. certificate. It's like it goes yeah. in hard. Like that's what it was in my head, but I, you know. Everyone's got different interpretations of different things. Can I offer a a, a gaming related tangent as an example that I found out earlier today and it's absolutely yeah. hilarious? Yeah. Um yeah. So uh it was on the topic I saw this on a conversation on Twitter of game companies changing their names because today, uh, at the time of recording, uh the company formerly known as Cock Media um is now known as Playon, although Playon is not spelt in nearly as a um Helpful or uh, way as it sounds like it should be, it's like P L A I O N or something. Yeah, like that. that's right, that's right. Um, and people were talking about times it's happened before. It turns out, um, and this is uh, uh, interesting, given something we're going to uh, talk about later. Uh, Dead by Daylight developer Behavior Interactive used yeah. to go by a different name, and that different name they went by by uh, the uh, from the years uh, two thousand to two thousand and ten was artificial mind and movement um and uh when you look on Wikipedia uh at the the thing about the name change it says artificial mind of movement announced its name was returning to behavior interactive the change was partly due to increased production of original titles and thus stronger presence in the gaming community partly due to the availability of the original name behavior interactive and partly due to one particular obscene interpretation of the initialism a2m <laughs> so, <laughs> so they called themselves artificial mind and movement it was like oh yeah a2m and they just go around for 10 years being wow. like hey we're
0: a2m a2m <laughs> like a2m and then i was thinking like a-m-a-m what's yeah, that? yeah i was B-M- like mm M. is that something
1: i'm, so, yeah, I'm not aware of dead by daylight developers is... behavior interactive formerly known as a2m as, without as a ask, hard to, R. ask to math. Yeah, yeah. just for anyone no. for
0: anyone out there who's not a uh, doesn't know there you it, go Christmas also
1: Aston Mouth has it's a, an entire its own Wikipedia page and don't go on it with people around you because the picture is an artistic pencil illustration of the act with a, a slightly enlarged I must say well look it would be slightly enlarged because for a to m to be initiated something has to come out of there and it might oh, slightly-
0: oh alright mate alright yeah, yeah yeah we get you um if, Jamie's, if Jamie's,
2: Jamie's a,
0: been on the poppers again I'll, I'll do you a bit of fan service right now anybody watching who um, is a fan of A2M and is also a fan of one of the most <laughs> beautiful women ever to exist Rosario, it, where is this going Rosario, Dawson. Rosario is this, Dawson in the movie Clark's 2 she has asked the question is it ever okay to go ask to mouth and she says uh I believe and she says no, and then she says unless it's really, really good. And then sometimes it is okay to go ask to math. So there you go. If you uh, haven't seen Clarks Two, check it out. There is a Clarks three coming. Um, um just so for your, in, for your information. Uh,
1: in, other, in other news, Rosario Dawson may have intestinal parasites in her mouth and suffer from disturbances <laughs> in her gastrointestinal tract.
0: Her character said uh, it was okay. Not, I should say, not the actress. It was the character she was playing at the time. Wow. There's no suggestion. Let's not cancel us because we said Rosario Dawson has intestinal parasites. She is, after all, married to an American politician. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. well, let's mention is. Th- this has got let's move on from broccoli from broccoli to The politicians didn't Stop us earlier let's move on from that because this is the perfect juncture of the podcast to say yes we are in fact a gaming podcast we are on twitter and we're on youtube at super show pod if you are watching us on or sorry listening to us on a podcasting platform you can go and watch us on youtube and you can see our fine little faces and you can look at jamie's attempts at smiling without his eyes that he was doing at the beginning of the show we are also on podcasting platforms we're on spotify itunes google Podcasts, anywhere cool that you happen to get your podcast you will find the super show but we are not only there we are also on internet radio. You can find us on paisleyradio.com Thursdays at 10pm, repeated on Mondays at 10pm. So there are so many ways you can check us out. You don't just have to see us in one, you know, area. You can just mix it up. Podcast this week, video the other week. There you go. Go absolutely mental. And if you're enjoying it if you're liking the video if you're liking the podcast why not consider joining our patreon because we are on patreon.com forward slash super show and if you become a patron you can come and see some awesome behind the scenes stuff like a clip that we recently did where we are playing the come quarry on. there we go it took the a quarry. while but there it is the quarry indeed it's actually not a clip it's like a three hour long let's play to it, it's a um, three
2: hour youtube short in a traditional uh 16 by 9 format
0: Yeah, um, and we had a lot of fun. We got together, we actually met up in person at my house uh, and we sat down, we played the quarry for a while. We need to meet up and finish that off because I had a lot of fun, guys. Yes, please do. Well, we're
2: not going to finish it up in the next playthrough, but maybe the next three playthroughs, I'd imagine. But we definitely need to kind of get together and sort out the next
0: one. We do, but um, if you uh, want to join up to our Patreon, we also have uh, a $2 tier where you can get onto our Discord and you can come chat to us. You can say hello, um, yeah, and just have a laugh with all the other amazing people who support us um, month on month. In fact, I would like to mention a few of those awesome people right now who have signed up. There are some on screen, but I'm going to also give a shout-out to Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Bill Caesar, Brimstone, Cole K, Ice Nort Rock Salt, Jesper Camden Nielsen, Leo Merger, mindful pig mr anthropic nathan piers pastor's guild and the big dogs i'm talking Brett Z, aka shell shock doppler geometric potter hacksaw book read manuel guerrero and peas wad thank you so much guys thank you for supporting us thank ah. you for um keeping the lights on keep us coming back week after week month after month year after year because we've now been doing this for over two years yeah um, fucking up. insanity two and a half
2: and- and uh, hey, it you know, we are clearly on the way to cancellation, so uh those patrons those, We can only hope.
1: Like a halfway point through the podcast Sanity project, did we say anything that can get us cancelled? No. Okay. Like we didn't do anything actually super fucked up, did we? Like I know you're not meant to talk about ass to mouth on a podcast, but we didn't actually like offend anyone today, did we?
0: No. I don't think we I don't okay.
1: think we've ever offended anyone ever we we'll put that to the test. Let us know in the comments down below. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever been offended by some of the drivel
2: that comes yeah. out of our
1: mouths.
0: Ey, ey, ey. <laughs> Are you guys ready for a comment of the week? Please, oh, yeah. just roll this baby along. <laughs> Uh, this comes in from uh, Timmy Boo who says maybe you hadn't thought about it this way but I feel like this podcast works great as a means of preserving specifically what the atmosphere was like around the game re- around game releases or notable events in general that's why re-listening to old episodes is so cool nice that's obviously
2: off the back of um the discussion that Jamie and I had about uh what was it a game preservation
1: yeah and that idea that like preserving the game is one thing, and it's something we're constantly getting better at as a community. But preserving the zeitgeist or the conversation around a game or the stories about a games development is comparatively actually much harder. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, is, which I'm, I'm is why
2: I like I like listening to old ATG podcasts because they're still on Spotify. i going to check them out uh, because that does kind of give a, a fascinating glimpse into what life was like back then. Like I was listening to a podcast where. Um, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X hadn't come out yet, so we were still speculating what they were all about. This was even pre um, controller gate. Okay. Mm. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about the rumors of surprise, surprise, Nintendo Switch Pro and how likely it was. We were talking about like game, yeah, the game, like we do the catch up, we, we do, oh, we're playing this, we're playing that. And it's like, it's just, fa- it, honestly, it's fascinating to go back to those sometimes
0: yeah it's weird to think when you hear yourself say something that you you completely disagree with and <laughs> you think like <laughs> i i do not think that anymore like you know oh this game is absolutely incredible or the opposite you know like oh, i can't stand this and then you're like oh damn i actually finished that game and thought it was fantastic like i, I like that i like yeah. that change in perspective yeah.
2: i also had the uh, the privilege of listening to and watching a few old six lists and it was a very similar kind of situation. Um, Not the evergreen stuff, but some of the stuff that's like, oh, Dark Souls 3 is just released and now we're going to go through the games harder than (laughs) Dark Souls. Like, stuff like that is fascinating, man. Like, honestly, puts a smile on my face.
1: I can imagine the jokes we would have made at the time. Like, I'm sure many of them (laughs) were like, which game was the punching bag that time or that era? And it's going to be something that's totally different to now and something we might have forgotten about. Or, Or
2: not even that, because we were always kind of so kind of you know, threaded in the memes and the the kind of like the popular lingo at the time. And it's almost like, oh, yeah, look, uh, Ugandan Knuckles or like, oh, crazy um, uh, Crash Bandicoot going, whoa. You know, like, cool shit like that. Like, it's so funny to think that, like, following those trends of those years along with those games. And it just makes for a fascinating picture.
1: Yeah. If there was one thing I would... Uh, contribute to like the wider discussion that I've thought about since you and I chatted last week Chris is that I'm glad that things like podcasts and Mm. social media accounts and like tweets that are just going to live on the internet forever in some cases are enabling us to kind of go back to more recent periods in time and look at what the discussion was around certain games around the industry itself and you know what jokes were being made and so on and so forth but there's still the missing element to me sometimes that a podcast like this can try and preserve but can't always do right by because it's just we weren't the fly on the wall in that case is the game development stories themselves. And I just yeah. feel like, I don't know if it's been the same for you two, Um and like, don't get me wrong, I'm not particularly well-traveled like, in this respect, but I feel like every time I meet a game developer and I ask them a seemingly innocuous question about a game that I presume had the most normal development of all time. They just have the wildest, craziest stories. And I just, I I had a thought the other day and I I genuinely kind of stand by (laughs) it uh, on some level, which is, I think you could pull just about any video game of the entire history of video games out of thin air, just pluck it out of a list and there'd be enough stories and anecdotes and weird shit that went down in that game's development for a feature length documentary. I think you yeah, can make a feature length yeah. documentary about the development of just about any video game ever, and they would all be totally unique and filled with the weirdest characters and the craziest problems and the most like turmoil and strife and, you know, res- tales yeah. of testaments of the human will and yeah. all that kind of shit.
2: Every, every time I think of that, there's two, two things that I always think of. First is no clip, obviously, doing the, you know, God's work when it comes to kind of speaking to developers. Um, and yeah. some really great documentaries there, like their Doom documentary, amazing. They're, um, funny enough, their Fallout 76 documentary was also really fucking brilliant. But mm-hmm. the other one is Raising Kratos, which is the God of totally. War 2018. Um, and that is a feature length documentary just on YouTube. Um, and if anyone hasn't watched it, I highly recommend you do. Because that you're absolutely right. It's like you think of a game like God of War, like fucking. a a, a critically acclaimed game didn't seem to do much wrong um you know obviously not flawless by any means but universally beloved i guess and just kind of like the, the weird shit going on behind the scenes fascinating
0: yeah it's, I, I like Jamie's idea like, I can imagine a podcast being quite interesting if you had like a different guest every week who was um, you know from a different game development and you could literally just go back and, and go through games of the last however like two decades and just talk to a different person every week about about the different stories and things that would be yeah, super yeah. interesting to hear the different stories Totally. So I imagine one one game development almost must feel like where we've worked at companies before and we've worked on, like, a channel and we've been doing it for a few years, I wonder if they have kind of the same feel from working for one game because, you know, the the length of time it takes to produce.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I was telling you guys some anecdotes a few weeks ago just because I went to a conference where I met some uh, developers and I went to um, a a, a talk, let's say, um, where one person from the audio team Talked about the uh, haptic feedback on the DualSense implementation for one PS5 game. One person talked about it for an hour and I was hooked. <laughs> and it's like, it, it's crazy. Like, you, you couldn't, and it's like, I was thinking, I'm thinking with hindsight, it's like you could take that one game and make a documentary about the haptic feedback integration of that one game. I mean, if that and, doesn't sound like a fucking
2: a, a YouTube specific documentary, <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know what does. <laughs> yeah.
1: But like yeah, you it's
0: just, yeah. You're yeah. not gonna get the water cooler moment when people like the next day at work go, Did you see the documentary on the haptic feedback of the uh political controller? Like <laughs> is it's super interesting to us, but I can't imagine it's ever gonna unfortunately would ever be like a widespread documentary sort of thing. But I, I would I would love to watch that sort of thing on um on YouTube, the YouTube star documentary, that'd be wicked. Yeah. There so there go. we go. Um Right, let's go with Chris. What have you been playing oh, since the last time we chatted? I, I was saying well, you guys,
2: I, I was saying this just before we um uh, just before we started recording. That like I, I don't know where my week has gone since the last time I recorded with Jamie. Like I've been doing a whole bunch of stuff, but it's just been life stuff. There's been very little time for gaming. I had I know I had one evening with Elden Ring, just kind of like chipping away at it, having some fun. Like fine Why does
1: that sound like a porno?
2: One weekend in Elden Ring, hell yeah, (laughs) all over it. Um, I I play. I've been playing some Into the Breach on my phone, which I think I might have mentioned last week. Um, yeah, it's still a great game, and it's fucking. It's as if it's like made for mobile. It's really really good. Uh, So if you have Netflix, it's free because it's part of that Netflix gaming kind of joint. I don't, don't really know how it works if you don't have Netflix. Never thought about it to be honest. But anyway, it's definitely worth checking out. Um. That game is so smart, man. It's like, it, 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 anno- so, so, I've told you this thing about sometimes I watch movies and the movies are so well put together. It makes me angry and just makes me <laughs> want to give up any, any kind of thing.
1: Like, uh, into the breach. Mate- oh. Yeah. Go, go on. I was going to say, for you, I, I remember, is it the fountain? The fountain, man. Yeah. Darren, Aron- I remember you Aronofsky. telling me that. <laughs> he, <laughs> you okay, you told, probably told me that nine years ago. And for some reason, it stuck with me. Is this true?
2: mad and into the breach is one of those like if you ever think if you ever thought yourself uh, oh i've got a really good idea for a puzzle game play into the breach and you would be like i don't have a good idea for a puzzle yeah no. i just, just like it's fucking over slit like
0: <laughs> like literally
2: it, it is that it is that tightly put together it's ridiculous
0: decent So
1: well, yeah. that sounds like a simultaneously a depressing and fun experience
2: well that's my, welcome to my life Uh, Simultaneously depressing and fun Um, Other things that I can say is I've just been watching a lot of TV Blah 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 I watched The House of Gucci On On Amazon Prime Lady Gaga Lady Gaga And uh, Yeah It's A fucking weird movie man Like I came to a realization there as well Slightly depressing Um, I think Ridley Scott should stop making movies And I think he's Was probably never that good a director to begin with
1: Oh, let's, be, ca- he let's be, gladiator. be careful. Let's
2: be careful. Yeah, mate, I took a shit once and it was fucking uh, glorious, but so. Still shit. Like, Then you should do more shits. Look, Alien, quality. Blade Runner, quality. Um, gladiator, quality. Black... You just said he was never that good. Yeah, but, but like, a, a director is an element of a film
1: and we should never forget that, ever.
0: Yeah, uh, no, no, that's true, but I don't think you can have a bad director and have a really good film.
1: Yeah, I think. You I, don't, can. I don't think a bad director makes Alien, uh, Blade Runner, and Gladiator. I, I agree. No, no,
2: at that age, at that age. Yeah, okay, so Ridley's fine. just
0: in his trailer, yeah. and the the second unit director's like, "Don't worry, guys, we'll just pick this up because Ridley's just stoned out of his tree again. He's not even. A, maybe that, he's not coming out of his dude, trailer, dude.
2: Maybe that's exactly what it was. Okay, maybe that's what it was. No, but like, <laughs> in all fairness, I think a lot of the most recent stuff that Ridley Scott has put out is just like really, really poor. And, and maybe it's a case of saying like, you know what, mate, you, you've done good. You've done some good films. Just hang up your coat now. Right.
1: Like I feel yeah. the same, I'm, more ha- I can go I, I'm the same way with Tim Burton. Like stop making films. It's just bullshit. I'm, I'm looking at this filmography now and I get where Chris is coming from. He said the, the issue is that there just, there are still solid films scattered within there. Yeah. Um, like one that, like The Martian, it was of. It's obviously, it's a good. I like that movie. I never yeah. saw All the Money in the World. It's the film I remember as like, oh, it's the one they had to take Kevin Spacey out of. Um,
2: <laughs> I'll I, I tell you what, that was okay, but Danny Boyle did a TV show of the same story, and it was like way better. Ah, right, way okay, better. that sucks.
0: I've never understood that. What like the, the like the Kevin Space oh. the Kevin Spacey thing like. If if you have an actor in your film who does something fucked up, and they're going to get pilloried for it, like rightfully so, I've never really understood that affecting the the film or whatever they were in, or the TV show, or whatever. Like, because sh- you surely you can separate the two things. You could know someone's an asshole. Like you could listen to you could listen to "Bad" by Michael Jackson and think it's a good song without every time going, dirty bastard. Yeah,
2: <laughs> there is a thing to be said from separating the. Uh- the artist from the art, right?
0: Even like it's, it's, it's more, it, it, it's closer when you have someone like Michael Jackson. When you've got someone like an actor who's in a film with a whole bunch of other actors and directors right. and other people, they're a tiny fraction of that thing. Like it's, it's it always seems yeah. a bit odd to me to like what's what's the saying? Throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, like, yeah, Just throw the whole thing away because that's
2: that, was that's that's culture element. for you. I, I will I will say one thing in in a in a bit of a one eighty to what I've just said about Ridley Scott. He has an underrated gem of a film, and you guess what it is, Jamie? I've told you about it before, one that Ridley you probably Scott. wouldn't think that it was a Ridley Scott film.
1: I mean, you've got his filmography in front of you. I've closed it now, and I'm not uh, going to go back to it because I want this to be an authentic uh, quiz. Yeah. Let, um, me just, let me just back-check myself because I don't want to have an egg on my face. No, uh, like I'm trying to think of significant Ridley Scott films. Um, I've told you
2: about it before, and I wouldn't say
1: it's significant at all. Ooh. Is it is it like acclaimed? Like, is it known as good? Or is this something where like you've just gone rogue and you're uh, like, I really like that film where Cameron Diaz fucks a car. <laughs> no. Uh, I'll tell you, it's got a 7.3 on IMDb
2: and 82% on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Oh, damn. I'd, I'm not sure I'd get it without a hint, to be honest. The year was I, I don't 2003. Was, I 2003. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd need... I, I'm not really sure what... Like, it's so it's Ridley Scott's. Well, it is, it is Ridley- his first film after Gladiator.
2: It is, it is Ridley Scott. Um, I, I don't
1: know when was Gladiator, was Gladiator? In- Gladiator was like 2000 or 2001. Yeah, so he, I mean, Ridley Scott's always working, right? So, uh, yeah, and he does also have a weird thing where like some two wish. movies just seem to come out at the, same, at the same time.
0: Yeah. What's the genre? Um,
2: oh god, what, what would the genre be? Uh, okay, let me just go to the Wikipedia page
1: um that's a good question this film that chris loves i think it's maybe like a
2: a, a heist caper maybe in a way but also Uh, not
0: oh i know the problem here chris is actually thinking about hot shots (laughs) (laughs) okay
2: i will tell you that this person uh okay so it's a story about a con artist how about that I don't know it. No, nah, oh, and you won't oh, know oh, it. You won't know it. The, the The film is called Matchstick
1: Men. Okay. Oh, has oh. it got Nick Cage in it? Nick Cage, Sam Rockwell. Come on, right? Bro. Yeah, I, I know the name of the film. And this I, movie I, is so I fucking. I've seen it. It's so yeah, good. I haven't seen it. I've seen it. it multiple times. Even the cinema, I watched it multiple times. <laughs> uh, do you know what, Do you know what it is with Matchstick Men is I I get it confused with both Lord of War and is it the weather the weather oh, the weatherman. The Weatherman. I get those, like, Nick Cage films all confused with one
0: another for some reason. Uh, Lord of War is fucking amazing. The Lord of War is really good. I nearly watched... I thought I was going to watch Matchstick Men, actually. This is, like, donkeys years ago, probably back close to when it came out. Um, And because so, I was with a mate and I think we hired a film and they were like, oh, do you want to see this film? And I thought he had said Matchstick Men, but he'd actually said, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, he actually, I think it, he actually said Stick Men and it's some weird New Zealand film about people playing pool. <laughs> oh, God. And I, I was like, uh, oh yeah, I think that's the you, film I've wanted to see and it was like, this is not the film I wanted to see. You've got
2: the short straw on that one. No, but on, honestly, like it, uh, if, if I if I could uh, entice you with, with our... Uh, mutual love of Nick Cage here's some, some homework watch this film and let's fucking wax lyrical next week
1: you know I might do because I've, I've had this weird thing this past couple of weeks where I've really nearly gone back to some early 2000s either films or series that I kind of just want a refresher on and the two I nearly executed were uh, going back and watching the Bourne trilogy Ooh, and then, yeah. or going back and watching the Oceans trilogy and I yeah. haven't uh, made good on either yet but I'm tempted by both
2: Hey, I have never th- this, this is one film, Jamie.
1: Film. A lot. Uh, a film. You could skip Ultimatum. it. Ultimatum. Yeah, you could skip it. I, I okay. Well, I, I, I don't know if I agree that you, I'd skip it. I think if you, I think it would be weird to watch uh, the first two and call it quits. No, no, no. No,
0: I've seen the first. I've seen the three. Yeah. But you know, when I mean, Legacy came out, yeah. and then there was another one. It was oh, another Jason one with Paul. Matt Damon. Oh, it's called Jason. But is it called Just Jason Bourne? The one that was like a handful of years ago. Yeah, and it was yes. like the riots Oh, yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff.
1: You, you could skip yeah, that. One. You, you can't. Yeah, you can skip that. Yeah, I'm not that, saying right. the original I I I yeah, yeah, you're about the trilogy. I thought you were talking about Ultimatum. No, no no, no, no. Watch the I, trilogy. Watch the trilogy. No, yeah, no. Um, yeah, Jake. No, you can skip Jason. I saw Jason Bourne in the cinema. I was really excited for it. I was like, this is really average.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Oh. Okay. No, but honestly, like Jamie Matchstick Men, it's it's one movie as opposed to three, and and I will I will say that you know. Fairly certain you'll love it, but you know, you never know these days.
1: Uh, It is 116 minutes long. That's a solid length. I can get behind that. Pause to please nobody to take that out of context. Um, (laughs) I also am one of those people that uh, shares the probably increasingly popular opinion that, like, Sam Rockwell has very quietly ended up being in a shitload of really, really good movies over the course of his career. He's one of those dudes that you don't always think of as, like, because he's very—he's so often not the leading man, or he plays like a quirky side character. Oh, or he's character. so good! But like you like, look he's back on fantastic. his filmography, and you are like, "This dude has been in some
0: movies." Yeah, yeah. No, he's he is really good. Um, obviously, the obvious ones are like Moon, and then I think um, I even love him in things like um, uh, shit. What's it called? Gal- Space Quest, Galaxy Quest, Galaxy like, Quest, Galaxy Quest, Galaxy well, Quest. L- looking, looking at the way Confessions <laughs> um, of a
2: Dangerous Mind, like. Three oh, billboards yeah, yeah. outside Ebbing, Ebbing,
1: Missouri. Vice. Green Mile. The um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Frost yeah. Nixon.
0: Uh, of course. Hitchhiker's Guide. I forgot that one. Three,
1: three billboards, like you said. Yeah. Dojo Rabbit. Richard Jewell. Yeah, man. Um, you, did you guys ever watch that movie Choke? Was that no. based off a novel by... Chuck, Chuck Yeah. 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 Um, it's I've never good. seen it, but I remember it's, it's good. knowing of it because of that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, he's 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 quality man. But yeah, check out Matchstick Man because you'll be like, yeah,
1: he's fucking good in it. Because of course he is. Do, do you know who else? Like, who? I, have I have I done my Colin Farrell bit before on the podcast? I feel like I'm. <laughs> have I done have.
2: my Colin, Colin Farrell bit? No, you it's haven't. It's not
1: like a bit in a comedy thing. I just think like Colin Farrell was like had a like a had a weird reputation coming out of the Noughties because like he was a bit of a a, a hunk. Who was maybe like uh, considered like a good looking leading man who, or then also had some like weird situations in his personal life that altered his reputation a little bit. And he also did some like really bad high profile flops. But I think he's become this dude now who's been working super consistently since the late 90s. And he's arrived at this point that when you look back or. Uh, I think because he's, like, kept working, say, more regularly than people like, I don't know, like, like archetypes like Tom Cruise and because he hasn't been quite as picky and because he's been far more willing to dip into the world of, like, independent cinema and indulging in the works of up-and-coming directors, Colin Farrell has slowly put together, like, the most extraordinary body of work. Well, when you think about, like, directors that he's worked with, when you think about, like, the budgets that he's worked with, um, like...
0: And, he, and then he's worked. He came from what was it? The little show, the Irish. Is it the Irish little Irish show that he was on? The Little uh, Irish show. Fuck, what's it called? <laughs> Heart, no, is he from Heart? Ba- he, he, was from on, Heartbeat? he was on. He was on Angel. Ballycus Angel. Yeah. That was it. That was it. Yeah, but no, you're,
2: yeah. you're right. He's got like obviously he had some like, good ones with like Minority Report, phone booth. Then he yeah, yeah. then he had Daredevil and SWAT. So, okay. Right, and I'm
1: saying like that was his weird time. But like when you first of all like, look at directors that he could work he with. That, again, I'm not going He's worked with he worked with Spielberg, he's worked with Oliver Stone, Terence Malick uh, Michael Mann, Woody Allen I mean Woody Allen, you know, but you know, but still. <laughs> um and then you, you look like look at what he's done again, like he was in, uh, I haven't seen it yet, after Yang, which was directed by Coganado, I think what made one of my favourite films of the last 10 years, called Columbus. Transformative in the Batman in, like, the exact same year or not that long afterwards. Again, going backwards, he worked with Steve McQueen in Widows, which was my favourite film of that year. He did all the stuff with, stuff with Yorgos Lanthimos, Chris, where he's in The Lobster, yeah. and he was in Killing of a, of a Sacred Deer. Um, yeah. like. Um- all the stuff uh, he does with Martin McDonagh, like yeah. in Bruges and Seven Psychopaths, and the new one that's just had a trailer that's come out this week. Yeah,
2: I love, I love him in in Bruges, and I, I, I there's a weird one that I know a lot of people fucking really did not like, but I absolutely adored it, which was Miami Vice.
1: Bro, bro, Miami Vice, oh, like, yeah, yeah. I've been going through the, uh, this. I can't believe I'm talking about this on the podcast. Cause this has been like, <laughs> I'm like, my head is like un- unraveling. I'm like, Colin
0: Farrell, but like, uh, love. At this but, rate, it's, it's more, not even, more
1: a movie podcast than a game podcast, but yeah. <laughs> It, it's, it's a bit of the Colin Farrell thing but it's more over this Michael Mann thing where like I've just been going I've just been obsessed with Michael Mann for like the past like six and like everything like adjacent to like not not just Heat but then going back and re-watching Collateral and mammy Vice and even like do you remember when he made Black Hat the weird hacker movie where yeah. the inexplicably Chris Hemsworth was like the one hacker who could save the world it's like oh, sure this right. six foot six jacked Australian <laughs> into the one hacking but it's like there's a texture to Michael Mann films Um, that I think and it's especially I'm glad you mentioned Miami Vice Chris because Miami Vice and Collateral have like this this, this weird texture to them from a weird time in the uh, early to mid noughties where digital filmmaking digital cinematography becoming more and more popular and michael Mann, especially you'd see this in collateral had this attitude where he's like yes we're going to shoot it all digital yes we're going to shoot it all at night yeah and yes we're going to shoot like turn the gain up to the point where the image is falling apart at the <laughs> seams even as it comes up like
0: comes with the fucking sensor but that's going to be bug- the whole film was shot at like shutter speed was like 200 oh, bro, or something like, as well because it was watch- so crispy it was horrible, Not horrible amazing Exactly. Awful. You go
1: back and watch Collateral, and part of it looks like a Tom Cruise film made on a camcorder. And it but <laughs> it but it's like it's got this feel to it that yeah, it's so inexplicable. Yeah. It, it works, right? For
0: Oh, but don't get me wrong. It's a wicked film, and that's and and it actually that because all that stuff then comes together and it makes yeah. like a symphony yeah. of a movie where it works really nicely. But when you first see that that how that film looks, it's horrible. And then you put the ho- then you put everything together, and yeah. it's like holy shit! Ca- collateral is not just another film. It's like it's a it's a moment in time. It's it's an incredible thing. Yeah. But
1: yeah. yeah, and but yeah, Miami Vice is oh, like a top, uh, top um, class. It.
0: Miami Vice is well, going to um, be one of those
1: films that like in 20 years' time, when the next wave of like two directors have arrived, they're gonna cite Miami Vice as one of the, their major <laughs> inspirations.
0: And well, I don't even know if so I'm joking. Much. Thank you so much for the uh, the the appreciation, um, there, Jamie. The, the love, I, I apologize, falling out of you for Colin Farrell. That was that was fantastic. What about games? Have you been playing any games <laughs> since the last time we spoke? <laughs>
1: There's a reason I wanted to acknowledge Colin Farrell's legacy, okay? Um, it's ah. because the only real thing that of note that's uh, new to me, at least, that I've played in the last week, is Rogue Legacy 2, which nice. um, obviously has been on the scene for a couple of years now, but went 1.0 and became a finished product of sorts a couple of months ago. And do you want to you know the really sad reason I picked this up and started playing it? I was listening to another podcast where they did like their game of the year so far. And I was like, that's a fun idea. Let me figure out what mine is. And I thought back on and looked back on everything I played. And I was like, I don't have a, I I have a game of the year thus far, but I can't make like a top 10 list of game, like games that I've played thus far this year. You need more good games. Exactly. What what is your game of the year so far? Or are you? you, Yeah. Okay. Uh, I kind of know what you mean. Like I kind of get that reaction. Like, yes, obviously it is. It's comfortably the best game I've played this year because I haven't played Elden Ring. But also, like... Yeah, but Elden Ring's a... not going
2: to be your game of the year. Like, when you play it. Uh, yeah, you never but... say never, but I, I have a good feeling that it just wouldn't be for you.
0: Because Chris I, I, has I... played it, and it's not for him. Oh, so no, anyways. it is It is uh... 100% for me, it is. Yeah, but
1: the, Chris, the asterisk there for you is it's game of the year by default because the only game you're going to play this year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I played Multiverses. I played, I played Sifu. Sifu was this year. Um... CC right? was this year. Yeah, yeah, okay.
2: I've played a few games this year, okay? No, I don't you, know. I'm just teasing. Cut you. me some slack. I'm too busy fucking jizzing over Miami Vice and Matchstick
1: Men to <laughs> play games. <laughs> That's the best excuse for not playing games I've had in a long time. So I'll let you <laughs> off. Um, but yeah, I was just like kind of bummed out that I felt I had this like midlife crisis. Like, I haven't played enough. And blah, 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 so I just went on Metacritic. It was like, what are the top reviewed games this year? And I was like, oh, Rogue Legacy. I meant to play oh, that. Oh,
0: what a filth reason to pick up a game. Not, I went on Metacritic and I looked for the best games. That feels was, so it was, nice. It was a memory <laughs> I was like,
1: what are the critically agamed games that came out this year? You never thought about it, getting it. No, 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 no. Because I, I played the first one on Vita. Oh, and I rem- right,
0: okay, okay, okay. enough. It was nice. one of those things I was like, that.
1: oh yeah, Rogue Legacy did come out. Rogue Legacy 2, I should say, did come out, and I'd never played it. And so I'd just been playing it. And it's kind of... Weirdly similar to Rug Legacy One in some respects. Um, it just feels like one of those things where they're like, let's do everything bigger and better, and sort of um, round off some of the harsher uh, edges. Um, but it, re- it, but it works. It's fun. Um, it takes a little bit of getting used to. Kind of. Um... Oh what I've just looked it up. Yeah, well, you would say that because yeah, like, but sc- screenshots don't do that. Doesn't do that
2: kind of game justice.
1: It, it's one of those things where like. Yeah. Going back to Rogue Legacy having played Dead Cells and having played Hades, oh, okay, and like yeah. um, obviously like Rogue Legacy and Rogue Legacy 2 aren't quite as dynamic in their their environments or their, their traversal or their combat, but what they are is way, way, way more interesting in the way they mix things up from run to run. Um, namely through the 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 characters you pick and the airs you non um, each time you start a new run. Um, and how much uh, persistence there is to the upgrades. And you guys know me, you, and you know how much I like rogue lights, where I am saving up coins, and I can go on a run, and it's like, I completely fucked this run, but I made 500 coins, and that's 500 more coins than I had before, and now I'm a third of the way to an upgrade that gives me twice the health I had. And like as long as that loop is there, then I'm then I'm cool. And if they want to yeah. throw a few things in there in the meantime, where it's like, oh this time I picked an air that had a trait that Mason some far or, or <laughs> like I, what the, one of the first um, runs I did, I had a, cause they've all got traits and they all, um, if you've never had that trait before, you can't see the description for it. You just see the name and the icon. And one of the first ones I had was like my, the character I played had, is it called like synesthesia or something where every, oh, yeah. every item or object in the level that moved, including you or projectiles, everything left like a glowing, like colorful, like, Aura around it, and um, I was like, "Oh yeah, there's that, fun yeah. stuff happening." Um, so yeah, Rogue Legacy Two is cool, and it's more Rogue Legacy, and that's not a bad thing.
2: But it's decent. Okay. But it's got Rogue in the title, so so Jonesy's like, "Nah." Eh. Even though decent, it's secretly, no, it's at secretly at he mind. loves Rogue, Rogue likes and Rogue lights, but he just doesn't I, realize it.
0: I do not mind them at all, and I think sometimes it can be very well done. I'm sure uh, Rogue Legacy Two is very good, but. I do have a visceral reaction when someone says like, oh man, this game is so good. It's my game of the year. And then I see sh- like screens, not that that's what Jamie said, but you know, it's people do. And then you see a screenshot of it and it looks like a little 2d side scroller, like kids game. And I'm like, I'll oh, piss off. It's not like, it's not. So you're um, saying should-
1: that what, what a game looks like in a screenshot determines whether or not someone else can enjoy it more than any other game that year
0: uh i mean it, no 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 not that they can't enjoy it that i if i hear someone say a game is like a 95 or something and i'm like oh that's amazing i love hearing about a new game that's uh, that's people really enjoying that sounds fantastic and then i see a screenshot of it and i just know it's a game i'm not going to enjoy and then it pisses me off because i'm like i want a 95 game that i know i'm going to enjoy and i just know that i'm not going to enjoy that type you, you of game just you've just
2: got to get from over from yourself theory. jonesy and, and it's like it's like you'll open yourself up to a whole new
0: world Maybe. If, if, if I didn't know what they were and someone was like, oh, I've played this amazing new game. It's fantastic. It's called Hearthstone. And I was like, oh yeah, is it written? They're like, oh, it's, it's a 10 out of 10. And then I saw a, like screenshot or a, saw a video of someone playing it. I was just like, oh, this looks so shit. Like, I'd be annoyed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you've got to get, I play get 10 stuck game You've got to get stuck in, man. Maybe, maybe. It's me. It's my, I've got It's my own personal issues that it, I need to overcome. It's not just...
1: You talk about Hearthstone, maybe realize it's not just you because I have the same visceral reaction just to the mid term deck builder. <laughs> someone tells me right. game of the year just come out this deck builder i'll, I'll hit the snooze button
0: yes yeah and that, i think that's just it's, it's almost like a jealousy thing i'm jealous of when people like games that much and it's a title a genre that i'm not that into because i almost wanna i want like jrpgs are the worst for me is like people talk about a jrpg and i really want to love them and i just don't and i really want to but you know i'm glad that you try them
1: though because it makes your playstation profile really fun to look at because i get to <laughs> scroll through it every now and then and it'll be like persona 5 played less than one hour <laughs> yeah, like, final fantasy 15 I played less
0: than one hour i can't do it i'm like i want to like it but i really don't okay, oh anyway um i'm gonna do a really brief catch-up because mm-hmm. uh i haven't really played anything um i i sort of had a little fiddle around with uh multiverses just to see what that was like and it felt like an absolute clone of uh super smash bros which is not surprising that's at all that's what it says on the tin man but i did get a chance to finally watch um doctor strange ah. and the oh, multiverse the of madness of Yeah, yeah, it was shit. Wow, wow, what a boring movie! Like I was not boring. That's the wrong word. A lot happens, but it was. I was. Yeah, I I was so underwhelmed. Unfortunately, you
2: didn't didn't think that there were some like really nice inventive ideas in there.
0: The visuals I thought were fantastic. Like I liked some of the uh, the what they were doing with. Um, playing around with, like, the environments and stuff. I'll give them that. But the actual film itself, it annoyed the hell out of me because it was a... um oh, we've got to take a character that everyone loves and we're going to give them an excuse to be a complete dickhead, um, which is which I hate when they do that anyway. And yeah. because they'll inevitably get to the point where, like, she's back now um, and it wasn't her fault she murdered 100,000 people. Uh, you know, that was that was just the, the, the naughty thoughts in her head and now the naughty thoughts have gone, so now she's good yeah, again. Yeah, you can she love can her again, don't worry guys. about it. She can be on the good guy team again. Can I ask you, Jonesy, do you remember the beginning of the film
2: where... Um, Stephen Strange goes to a wedding. Yes. Okay. And did you see the makeup on his hair and the dye in his hair? Do you remember the last time? Like when I fed back and I saw it in the cinema and I was like, I can't believe that they got away with this because it just looks like fucking like a, a fucking third grader's colored in, his, like dyed his hair. And,
0: like, <laughs> it was, I, I, do you know what's funny? Is I gave them it because you'd already seen another version of him that was different. And I thought we were seeing another version of him. So I was like, oh, yeah, just- the,
2: the bad makeup department version.
0: Yes. And then it turns out that it's actually the Steven's, our Steven, our Doctor Strange, our Steven Strange. And then, our, yeah, luckily for them, it, because it was quick. I was then kind of over it before um, I had to see it again. But yeah, I, I, not, not I see very... shit.
2: I see shit like that, and it stings my brain. But no, for I did notice it.
0: I did notice the hair. You yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, not a very
2: enjoyable movie. Wow. So I, I'm just going to put that on the record that I I did enjoy it. I liked it. It was flawed, but I did have a good time. So hey, if you've watched it, let us
1: know who you side with in the comments down below. Mm. Mm. Fight for the ages. The character is getting her own another season of her own TV show, right? That was one of the things I think they confirmed Maybe. last week. Mate, who, who fucking knows what
2: they confirmed? like, that, oh yeah, he has Wank Man and he has fucking Jizz Girl, <laughs> it's like, okay,
0: fine, whatever. They, or, they, I mean, the, the, I, d- I really don't like the way that Marvel, the MCU, has become a launching mechanism for other shit. Like it's it's I think it totally takes away from anything good they've done personally but yeah well you look at
2: the you look at the reviews of the latest Thor and it's just like a lot of it's like yeah it's fine but
0: oh I heard it was the worst Marvel movie they've ever made
2: yeah but like that that's the headlines for these things but then when you um when you go into the actual review they're like (laughs) oh yeah it's like very much more of the same but like I'm just fatigued now with the formula and that's why I'm giving it such a bad score Mm. which is
1: right maybe not the fairest thing in the world but no, um, no. I, I definitely we'll agree about the Marvel fatigue, though. I agree with the fatigue, but I, I don't know if I agree with Jonesy that anything that they're doing now takes away from what they've done in the past, because I'm always going to have, as weird as that sounds, as much as I don't identify as an MCU guy, I'm always going to have that memory of being in the cinema um, for Endgame and watching you know, the final fight come together and realising that almost inadvertently I had been on this, journey for want of a better way of putting it for like yeah. a decade plus where I'd seen all these movies and that somehow they had stayed in my subconscious and it had all come together. And what I was watching was resonating with me. I just kind of put the full stop after end game and haven't reengaged since. And I think, the fact I think that a Disney lot of people plus, have. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I, that's no, that's totally fair. I think the difference with me was I was never that into the MCU in the first place. And so it, I, I, I struggled to not see it as a whole. In that sense, because I was I, I didn't think Endgame or Infinity War didn't do that, but I, do you know what's funny? I, I really like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I really like one and two Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I really liked the Iron Man um, one and two and and like early oh, two. I, I, yeah, I liked two. I thought it was um, I thought it was a bit weird, but I, no, I liked it. I hated three. Yeah. awful. <laughs> three hundred uh, years. Anyway.
2: But, but yeah. now it's so sticky, isn't it? Because now it's not just the films. It's oh, you have got to watch the series. And the series, it's only like, really, you've got to watch the finale of yeah. the fucking thing. See,
0: that's what I mean. It got so confused. Like, you had to watch the whole of WandaVision. You had to watch, like, the... Yeah. Well, I mean, you didn't, maybe. But like, the Loki series, and then there was other... And I'm just like, I'm so, like, where does all this fit? And then you watch Eternals, and you want to shoot yourself in the head.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was really bummed out. Because, like, I, I agree with Jonesy, for example, with Guardians. Like, I really hope I can go and watch and enjoy Guardians 3 for what it is, and hope yeah. that they're trajectory is like more or less on course in terms of you know what james gunn's done with that franchise but i remember watching someone um filmed uh the azure unreleased trailer for um ant-man the the new ant-man yeah quantum something Quantumania. Quantumania? yeah yeah um and leaked it and i don't know if it's a I don't know what's considered spoilers and what's not. It will be in the trailer, obviously, but I'll talk about it carefully, just in case. But there's a character that appears in the end of that trailer. You, you could like, say the, because it's like it's common knowledge. It's can. no, I, but the, yeah. Oh, okay. You. There you go. Yeah. So, but but I was like, I I don't know who this dude is, and I go and look into it, and he's like, he's the th- he's the main thing that's come out of Loki in Loki, terms of yeah. what might impact the MCU. But so, like, bro, I'm not gonna go and watch Loki. Like
0: yeah, me. I'm I'm, the
1: same. I've been sat here the past week, like annoyed that I don't watch better, cool, soul, like and like (laughs) legitimately good television, and I'm missing out on stuff like that. What you want me to go and subscribe to Disney Plus and watch fucking seventy-two hours of MCU shit so I can know who this dude is when he pops up in the Ant Man movie? Yeah, like that's the problem, right? That's (laughs) lame.
2: That's the problem because first of all, I will say Loki as one of the few. Disney Plus shows is worth watching because it was genuinely good, but that aside, I completely understand because that's, that's a big time commitment it's not like, hey yeah, I could sit in the cinema for two to three hours and get the story it's more a mm-hmm. case of like no, i'm going to sit and watch like binge this fucking 10 episode ten hour thing, but yeah, and I think this is where the differentiation is like the the, the original kind of the whole kind of like Thanos MCU stuff that was all built. Film by film, but each film st- stood on its own and the connecting yep. thread were like those post credit scenes. And that's why everyone was like so fucking mad about, oh, what happened in the post-credits? What happened? Because that was the, the narrative thread between all of them that would then culminate in, in, a, in an Avengers movie, which would then like, for instance, set up the stakes and then it goes back away from the Avengers. Then it came back to, you know, and back and forth to Avengers being the kind of like tentpole of all of that idea. Yeah. But now it's almost like there's no tentpole if you think about it right yes we're getting two avengers movies coming up mm-hmm. but they they're very much like looking at the formula of Endgame and infinity infinity war and Endgame, and as that like two film thing to end the the phase that they're in but like if you think to avengers one and avengers two they were the tent poles that were the building up to that and we don't yes. have any tent pole build-ups we've it's just got all, all these little e- 10. Bu- yeah it's a it's a wobbly you know what it is it's an old man scrotum who's taken viagra and the viagra (laughs) my friends is fucking the the fucking kang film okay the kang adventures film and all the saggy skin with the gray hairs on it and the white hairs that's all the tv shows
0: yeah right
1: (laughs) sorry i got straight um I was going to say, yeah, it is one of those things where, like, I can't remember what the dates attached to those Avengers films were, but let's say it's, like, was it 2024? Oh, yeah, like
2: 2024, 2025, something like that. Like, okay, I'll be dead by then.
1: We'll all be dead. (laughs) we would be scorched uh, scorched by fucking global warming by then. Well, there's that, but there's also the idea that, like, am I really... I find it so hard to believe, especially based on how the last couple of years of MCU content have gone, that in two years' time, I'm going to buy my ticket to the to the next Avengers film and be completely cool with the idea that, like, the main dude from Shang-Chi and, like, Angelina Jolie from The Eternals and Mahershala Ali's Blade and, like, all these random people who I feel like I don't know yet are going to be stood next to each other and that's going to ring as true as it did with... Some like Captain America and Iron Man and yeah. Thor, and it just it's it not. just seems it's, foreign. It's not. Gonna, it's because they spent so long building up Trump.
0: those. They spent so long building up those characters in the first phase of the MCU that that was like good and enjoyable, and and they were all like, well, not all of them, but a lot of them were tent poles in their own right. And then in this phase, no one gives a shit because what I I'd say one of the problems is they've used the entire thing to try and. Maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm too cynical, but it feels like they've tried to create this uh, massive multi-level marketing thing where they're like, "Don't just stay in the movies. Go and watch this series. Go and watch that. Sign up to Disney Plus. Do this. Do that." And they they've got to keep feeding you back into the machine. But what they've actually ended up doing is creating a lot of subpar product that diminishes from. Uh, which takes away from the next big Avengers thing, because you're like, well, I haven't seen half of these series. I don't know who half these characters are. I didn't even realise Shang-Chi came out. Uh, there's a blade? Like, what are you can, talking can about?
2: I, can I play M&M and snap us back to reality for a second?
0: <laughs> sure. M&M fuck-
1: and I- sl- Slash Thanos.
0: Yeah. No,
2: what? Yeah, exact snap. Nice. I didn't think of that. That's very good. Um, we, like like we mentioned a lot of the times with kind of like our frustration with the... With gaming news and gaming industry we're in the fucking minority here fellas. like a lot of people are like oh fuck yeah there's tv shows and there's this and there's that and it's just fucking yeah, lapping right. it up but we are the cynical old fucks uh, sat in front of our our cameras uh, on a podcast for a handful of people to entertain them and this is what we've come up with them.
0: Yeah, no, you you are you're probably right. But hey, look, sometimes at least things can be reborn. They can be brought back and they can be made better. So never say never, Chris. It might mm. it might go back. It might get better again. But something else that has been uh, that's going to be reborn is Ogre Tactics, oh. um which is going to be coming out again on the 11th of November. We're talking an updated version um of the Okay, let me get this right. There's an there was an original Tactics Ogre. Yeah. Which came out in 1995 mm-hmm. for the uh, for the Super Famicom, which was then remade for the PlayStation uh, and the PSP in 1997. Yeah, uh, and that is now being remade again. Um, and it is uh, going to have radically updated um, graphics it's going to have a new soundtrack it's going to have voice cutscenes which it hasn't had before um, and it will all be coming out on PlayStation 5 PlayStation 4 Switch and PC November 11th like I said um, that hallowed date which is no longer yeah. belonging to Starfield unfortunately well that, that's what happened
2: um, um, Tom Howard uh, Todd Howard got a uh, a memo a leaked memo that this game was coming out on that date and he panicked and he moved to Starfield State so that's what happened yeah. <laughs>
0: he was worried about ogre tactics reborn <laughs> yeah i can't do it
2: so ogre tactics is kind of like a, uh, a a cult favorite at this stage um it's kind of like a a a tactics game as it's in the name which is like you think final fantasy tactics uh you think uh, project triangle strategy all of that stuff that's kind of the genre um it's quite well received but it's very kind of like niche in what it is but I think yeah. the interesting thing here is, and we don't have to go into the actual leak, but it just—it's another game that was on that Nvidia, that massive Nvidia GeForce Now leak. Yes. Just adding in more stuff. I think I think we're probably coming up to the end of everything that was added in that leak, right?
0: I've just opened up a list. A, a, love, games a and alarming amount of stuff see. has certainly
1: been off the list. I've got a couple of things I'm waiting for, but yeah. This, I, I'll be honest, like as, this was one of those things where I, I you, when you look at it on that Nvidia list, it seems like something of an inevitability because Square Enix are on a hot streak right now of yep. re-releases like this. It wouldn't be something that's high up there for me, but like, by the same token, um, I know it's a slightly different situation because this game actually never released in the West originally, but um, Live Alive or Live Alive, yeah. however, but it's been interesting hearing the discourse around that and how... Many people who are now able to play that for the first time um, are re- are enjoying that experience and how it seems like it's been modernized enough and changed mm-hmm. enough and made for you know today's audience just enough that that's effectively communicating what it was originally trying to say back in the day. Obviously, Tactics Ogre a little bit more well known than Live Alive. Again, <laughs> I, I'm never going to settle on one way of pronouncing that. And you know, there were probably people, plenty of people out there who have played this in some form or another, whether it was the original release or um, or the PSP re-release that Josie mentioned. But it's still cool, and yeah. like just for posterity's sake, right? Like, I, this isn't for me, but like Square Enix clearly doing it for a reason, and people are responding to these kinds of remakes. So. Or remasters, or remasters of remakes. <laughs> Everyone gets away with it, apart from Naughty Dog. Are
0: we getting? Are we? Are we doing it? Are we going too far when we're doing a remake of a remake?
2: I mean, um, yes and no. No, I, th- I, I think it depends on the time between and the platforms and where it was available and how it's available. Um, you know, like if it if it was never available on like a digital download, for instance, and now it's available as a digital download with a little bit of loving care, that's all right. If it's going from one generation to another generation to another generation, à la um, <laughs> the Last of Us Part One, it, it's debatable. <laughs> it's debatable. You know, you guys know how I feel about it. Like I do. You know, I
0: feel like I feel like super. I feel like snares to PSP to. Uh, current era is that i think i feel like that's fine yeah there's there are big enough you know gaps and breaks and it's like yeah so i suppose it technically is a remake of a remaster and like they've added a lot of new stuff to it they've done a lot to it i think it's when we start to get you know from just a couple of generations separating so like playstation 3 to playstation 5 would probably be far too close and you're like yeah but again you
2: say that and i'll bring up the same thing that i said when the last time was all three of us on and you look at the demon souls remake and that was going from ps3 to ps5 like I, I think that's maybe the border. that's only that, one
0: level though that's one level right would would two levels in that same time frame be would that be oh,
2: too I, much oh 100% yeah yeah but but i think like saying taking a game from a ps3 era especially like maybe the first half of the ps3 era and updating it for ps5 era i think that's fine <laughs> i think that that's kind of the border
0: oh no, well. I, I agree i do i think that i i do think that um, last of us part 1 is kind of the borderline you've had a remaster and you're doing a remake of a remaster and it's it's pretty yeah i think it's the wrong wise. the wrong side I of think the. It's, i think it's okay but i think it's borderline i mean I it, it's
2: borderline. it'll sell perfectly fine because again i'm going to say it it's going to be like i'm the grumpy fuck here in front of a camera we, <laughs> talking about it no like i'm
1: you know it's, it's weird like i think chris is right that it's the wrong side of that line but i also still think that you can be on the wrong side of that line and do an incredibly good job yeah. and make something that I am willing to part with money for, which is <laughs> the weird spot that The Last of Us is in, which is it doesn't need to exist. Chris is right that it doesn't fulfill as much of the criteria, say, Tactics Ogre does, in terms of justifying its existence. But at the same time, I think they're doing a j- good job, and I do kind of want to see what that game looks like with my own two eyes. Maybe not £70, but... Um, <laughs> You're going to buy it point, £70, pounds, you... Let, it, it was, let's see where I'm at next month in terms of boredom and disposable income. Those the really important <laughs> factors Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. What what what's the date? Um, for l- Lost of Us. Yeah, it's can't be much more than a month away from. I reckon it's a. a, a is it early September? Um,
0: I have no idea. Hmm. I
1: can pull up my 2022 in gamer in video gaming Wikipedia page that hmm. I that it auto completes for me because I check it all the time and I can
2: Four, tell
1: you uh, yeah, I've got it for you 14th one. of June 2013 <laughs> okay I see what you're right. <laughs> very funny that was um, yeah almost one month to the day
0: before
1: I can you guess what started
0: working Joined. with
2: us yeah met, met you two yeah uh, it's September 2nd it is, 2022
1: yeah. wow not long at all so, you know I'm looking at what's coming out around then, and it's like I can see myself being in a spot where I maybe play that. Um, I'm, uh, come on, mate. I,
2: I'm, you've got to do Elden Ring before this year is out. Please. I'm going yeah, to try it. Do you Jamie's Elden Ring
0: over uh, Last of Us? Do you know what I know Elden. he won't.
2: I know he won't. I have to wait Elden until Ring. he finishes Last of Us Part 1, and then there's a bit of a lull. Although then it's going to be like, God of War
1: and then after God of War it's going to be Pokemon
2: She's so never going to fucking play Elden Ring i well, a problem myself
1: because I've taken time off for God of War so God of War will be less than a week of oh, my so life so it'll be a Dun & yeah okay fair yeah exactly um, the thing you have to worry about is that I uh, downloaded uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon this week because it's on PlayStation <laughs> Plus uh, so <laughs> there's 60 hours not spent on uh, on Elden Ring
2: yeah but you, it's just like you said last time you're going to get into it
1: you're going to play for like five hours and you'll be like hmm this is really good it's not for me Yes, that is what I think will happen as well. Which is probably what's going to happen
2: with Elden Ring as
1: well. <laughs> Maybe. But I don't know, like, September's September's not crazy, but... Ho- like, if I do go back and replay The Last of Us Part 1, that, again, I will complete that game in, yeah. in, in, a, in in a weekend. Yeah. And so I'm looking at the rest of September, and I'm like, Splatoon 3, I'm kind of on the fence about. Um, like, Evil West, I've got an eye on, but I don't think I'd buy it full price. Uh... Or Evil West? Yeah. Uh, Evil West? Oh, no, Hard West I'm thinking of. Uh, Evil West is the one from the developers of... um, It's from Flying Wild Hog who made Shadow Warrior, the Shadow Warrior series, and it's like that third-person Western shooter game that kind of looks like... It looks just like a a B-game kind of throwback, like the kind of game budget they don't make anymore, which kind of makes it appealing in its own right. Like, hey, here's six hours of sort of Gears of War style... Third person shooting and. Yeah.
2: I thought you were about Hard
1: West 2, which is uh, coming up soon. Which it's is. too many very... Wests. Yeah, there is a lot of Wests. Did you say it's Evil West? Evil West. And what was the other one? Weird West. The one that is on Game Pass and was made by the former. Uh, Arcane. Arcane
2: people. Dude, yeah, that, yeah, that's. Raphael or that something. That was Weird West. And then there's Hard West, which has got its sequel coming out soon, which is more that like. Um, like commandos and shadow tactics style. Game. Right.
1: I, I, okay. Yeah. Anyway. So, oh, shit. No, I just realized something. Ball mm. Patrol Grand Prix, the 8th of September. So what? Ah. Elder Ring. You <laughs> have to wait your turn. Oh, no, but that's on Game Pass, right? Yeah, that's when I'm playing it.
2: Woo. <laughs> yeah, boy. Jamie's going to be all over it. Maybe that's when I introduced it. my son to, to gaming.
0: to do it. to do Patrol. You know, it's the perfect match. Anyway, shall we move on from Paw Patrol and talk about another uh, new game which has been revealed? I'm talking, of course, about Meet Your Maker. Wow. Um, Something which looks a little bit different. So what we're saying, it's it's effectively a... um, a tower defense game in some sense and a uh a game where you are gonna de- you're gonna design um a massive building where you're going to be putting in all defenses to protect some dna or some uh, biological matter mdma um, from, yeah, yeah. from people that are going to raid you and attempt to steal it um but those player those people are actually going to be players themselves so it's uh, effectively um you know uh, what oh, jesus what do you even call that i don't even know well, so this this is okay. kind of
2: like an asynchronous, but it's it's in a different kind of way, right? Because you yeah. you're creating the call it dungeons, I guess it's or death traps. Do you know what it, you know it looks like for me? A, a post apocalyptic building and raiding game developed by Behaviour Interactive, the team behind the immensely popular Dead by Daylight.
0: Yeah, but we need yeah. a term that says I, that.
1: I, I still would think of them canonically as to Mouth Games, but um, <laughs> yeah, you pretty much about Chris. No, I was going to say um, Super Doom Maker. It's yeah. not a Super Ooh. Mario Maker. It's just Super Doom-y-ker.
0: It yeah, does, yeah, yeah, it does look like that. To be fair, does it? Yeah, that's, like, that's hey, a very good description. Like build
1: a dungeon slash arena out of essentially building blocks, where you get you know three dimensional cubes, and in each spot you can yeah. place some kind of like either part of a fixture, like a wall or a, or a floor, or you can place an enemy unit or some kind of there are, you know traversal elements It looks like uh, <sighs> environmental hazards and so on and so forth. And when you've built these. <laughs> and know when you yeah then then players can go and challenge i I don't know i'm i think this is cool let's let's put
0: it it looks cool it looks like a cool way to sort of uh create your own dungeon and then invite people to play it and you get certain dungeons which will become really famous online because people will be like no one can beat this dungeon and then you know i i I think it's a a nice way to get a bit of the community um screwing each other over and having you know a a bloodbath i'll give you the blurb um because i've got it so meet your maker is a post-apocalyptic first-person building and raiding game where every level is designed by players for players user-generated content is the the driving force of the experience which is exactly what we're saying it's built by the players for the players and when you think about some of those cool videos of like mario makers um as yeah. we were saying where you get some really hard-ass levels um, that sort of become things that you just want to join in you just want to have a go at i think you could get some of those really cool experiences out of this as well um yeah. i the only thing for me is going to be the variability a lot of the stuff in the trailer did seem to kind of be a little bit samey like Room with enemy, room with enemy, room with enemy. Yeah, I but want to see some more of the trap sort of design and how you can implement some of that stuff as I, well.
2: And I'm sure that stuff is like loaded in there. But I think for me that the key here is who's, who's developing it, which is behavior interactive or ask-to-mouth.
0: Ask-to-mouth, um, yeah. And,
2: and the reason I say that is because, yeah, sure, it's not a game for us, but it, they, they made Dead by Daylight, which is an immensely popular game. It is like ridiculously popular. Yeah. And what they've done there is they've effectively created a framework that type of asynchronous game where it's like monster goes after four teenagers or whatever whatever it is, right? And they've kind of iterated on that and it added and added and added on top and layered and layered and layered. And I think they know their audience and this Meet your Maker seems to be specifically for that kind of audience. And I think their track record of saying, here's this base game and here's how we are going to consistently improve it in the best ways possible I think they're just, that's exactly what they're going to do, and like I said, it's not for us. But I think they're going to do a damn fine job I, at it.
0: You, you say it's not for us, but I—I mean, I don't think it looked like it would be for the Dead by Daylight audience at all. It looks like it's for the Doom audience,
1: as, mm, yeah. as you know. are
0: saying it's like super doom maker that's how that's what the gameplay looked like and if the idea is that on one half you're building du- this dungeon for p- other players to come and have a go at and then you're then going out and raiding other people's dungeons that's a f- like i didn't play much of dead by daylight like, but i don't remember it being much about like shotguns and chainsaws and you know <laughs> yeah, blowing people yeah. up and jibbing enemies and stuff
1: i i i think that this is just one of those ideas that genuinely is far better in practice than in theory and i yeah. just think there's so many ways in which this can collapse in on itself like first of all like the the a huge part of this when it, you when you no matter like how good a ugc forward game you make whether it's little big planet or super mario maker whatever you always have to contend with the fact that a larger proportion of your player base will be players rather than creators that's just the way things work because most people like look at us as a fucking you know a a, a a fucking like a like a, a audience section. yeah thing of exactly us three none of us are going to we can we might try we might do a tutorial but none of us are going to actively create and share levels for something like this as nah. much of, like we have never done in any other UGC game in the past so more people are going to be playing when you look at it from that perspective how are your first person fundamentals why are people playing this as a first person shooter rather than playing any other fps games we mentioned like doom um, then you've got the levels themselves. You're talking about a game where um, is it going to be all um, oh, UGC? Hard to say. It says user generate content is the driving force of the experience. But like, what if you just can't reliably get the audience to make good levels? What if it just doesn't I'm pick sure, up that player base? I'm sure they'll oh, be releasing. No, I'm really, sure they'll be releasing their own levels. But that in itself hard, is a danger. Yeah, but even that's the right. Like when I watch that trailer, I want to look at what those levels and what those stages and arenas look like, both from the outside and from the from the exterior and the interior, based on that trailer, am I going to see a tweet where I'm like, oh my god, Behaviour Interactive have just made a new dungeon in Meet Your Maker, and I have to log on to do this three-minute gauntlet and then finish it and, like, share my time? Like, it's just, I just don't see it. And I think there's something inherent to, like, Mario Maker, where you go, I want it, like, the, about the mechanics and how inherent they are to, like... How familiar you are with that game, and how much you want to pick up and try these things, and how much it can experiment with ideas that are contrary to what Nintendo traditionally did. Like the fun thing about Mario Maker was it could take a series that's fucking forty years old and give people the tools to do shit that Nintendo never did, and use right. things in ways that Nintendo never did. And they Meet Your Maker doesn't have that kind of that ability to retroactively change the way we feel about first person shooters. The best that th- the best that Meet Your Maker can hope for. Is that they somehow find a community of people able to make half decent Doom-like levels? And in what world is that a game you want to spend your time playing?
0: <laughs> I, I, do, I think one of the things they're going to try and do early on is they're going to try and pay a bunch of um, influencers or you know well-known streamers to make levels, to, and then I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if that was how they sort of try and kick it off. But they're not going to be. But that means they're just going to be half-assed anyway because they're going to not be good levels they're gonna be right. kind of like, oh, they're just big enough to justify me saying that I did what they asked me to exactly. do. Exactly. <laughs> and like um
1: justification's a really important idea when it comes to this stuff because has it been confirmed that it's free to play or would we just mm, presume that I do uh, not know. I, no, sh- well, if, I, I think if it's I think if it's a premium title then I think fucked if it's a free to play title, then you get into this other territory that Chris and I briefly discussed while we were playing multiverses, which is then you've got basically on a different Thing to try and convince people, which is not to part with their money, but they still have time to part with their time. And right. again, like when I'm looking at Meet Your Maker, and I'm talking, like Jonesy, picking up on your idea just then that they've got a bunch of people in early or people who were uh, very talented or capable with the level creators, make a bunch of like pre-made or uh, behavior interactive approved playlist of levels. You're still asking me to download and play what might just end up being. Like, even if this is, like, a Doom-quality first-person shooter in the way it plays, like, you're asking me to play a very good first-person shooter to run around a bunch of user-generated levels to share my best time, and there's something about that that just doesn't engage me in the same way as it did with something like Mario, or Mm, something like a racing game, where, like, challenging yourself and doing better and sharing times is more inherent And, like... There are, there are examples that run counter to what I'm talking about. One of them is actually very recent in the form of Neon White, which, from what I gather, hearing some talk here and there, has kind of really honed in on that competitive speed-running FPS kind of thing. And like, hey, you finish a level and it's like Trap Mania. You see all the other times on your friends list and you have to go and do better. But <laughs> Neon White was a very specific, very stylized game developed to have levels that were run over and over again. And I just think that going the user generated content route and how you have to restrict yourself as the developer to create tools that are safe and friendly enough to then put in the hands of players. Like what can't you do? Because everything has to be something that a player can do. Like you get into a weird territory where like everything has to, everything has to be something that can fit in this weird cube that someone can place on this one tile of this one level. And like, are you restricting yourself and subsequently players by going that route? I know I'm just rambling at this stage. I just have concerns.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no i think I think your concerns are well founded to be fair i it's interesting because I, I was sort of having a look at the the playstation blog where they've uh, they've spoken to a number of the people working on the project and they you can you know the, the the idea of um something's only good if you can give people a one sentence blurb yeah. to describe it and if you need more than that then your idea needs work I think they need the entire blog to try and describe what <laughs> Meet your maker is which does kind of yeah, I think it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't I know. fill me with. Um, well, I, don't know if I there's, agree.
2: There's, there's going to be a playtest soon, fellas. So you know, we'll we'll find out. I guess in about a month. No, time. I, don't, I
0: don't. I don't even think you can find out. Like I think Jamie's right. I think it, the game lives and dies on what the UGC is and whether or not people can make good content for it. And in the playtest, it could be that they just don't get it right at all. And weirdly, when the game drops, it could be that. Do you know what? The play, like, like with every other game that I think does really well off of quite a simple. Um, uh, like a simple back end is you can effectively go, oh, people have discovered how to make this game immensely fun because you just add a few elements and you do a few things and people want to play it and play it and play it. Or you can go the other way and it's like, oh, people think this game's really boring and they have no intention of like yeah. sticking in with it like, and building their own
1: Look at a game like dungeons. Dreams, right? Which again, like Dreams, still still a pay type <laughs> this day, which, you know, maybe that needs to change at some point. But like Dreams, depending on who you ask, create the most like, Advanced set of tools ever put in the hands of people who want to create user-generated content in games, and they were easy to pick up and start messing around with. And if you wanted to get into the deep end of them, you could start writing your own code with that game. And Dreams was a playground where people create whatever they wanted to, and they did. And for months, we saw posts all the time, videos all the time going viral. Like, oh my god, look at what someone's made within Dreams. Mm. And you know what the problem was? Just look at how good this person, this version of Dead Space, someone made within Dreams is. Uh-huh. Look at how good this, right. FPS, someone made within Dreams <laughs> is. But it was always that asterisk on the end, that this version of the thing made within Dreams, and people looked at that and said, that's not a reason for me to go and buy yeah, Dreams I'll, and I'll just play this play. version. Yeah, I just gonna, go play the yeah. game. And so when I, yeah. I just worry we get to the point where you're like, oh my God, look at how good this dungeon someone made in Meet Your Maker. And it's like, I'm not going to look at that on a weekend and say... It's time for me to dive in on the deep end, baby. This five minute experience is the one thing I was waiting for that one person in Japan to make so I can go (laughs) and play this game. Like
0: I could, I could see it working quite well if, if the developers, cause they, cause they're going to constantly be expanding it and they're upgrading it and they're going to expand the toolkit as well as um, you know, people making uh, different dungeons and things for it. I can see a world whereby it catches some people's imagination And they have a good time with it, and they kind of naturally evolve it to to be something that people then start to say, "Do you know what? Actually, there have been some really interesting levels created in this game. Like, for example, let's say that I'm obviously this isn't in the same area, but imagine somebody made like the the maze from Control, and they'd and that was UGC content, and then you saw a clip of it, and people were saying this is a seriously good level in a game like there was UGC content i could see something like that making people want to join in and want to play something they might not have otherwise played so i suppose it's possible that that UGC stuff could could yeah. lead to that in a game that we haven't played before in a, in a brand new ip I, I just yeah. think it's kind of unlikely that it's going to get <laughs> yeah. to that point. I think your argument would
1: have helped had you not picked one of the best sequences out of any video game ever as your example.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I was, I was just trying to think of something like a, a specific level where people are like, damn, that's good. Yeah, like, no, I really want to play.
2: Like, honestly, it, if there was a level that was like, oh, this is Astray Maze quality, I'd be like, yeah, I'll <laughs> I'll try that. But yes. again, it
1: goes back to the thing of like, I watched that trailer and was like, you can't make the Astray Maze because... Everyone's using the same tools, which is I'm moving around this, you know, this cube three D base cursor around and choosing which tile I put a generic enemy on. You can't
0: explore that much within that. Yeah, no, you're right. It is is very limited. I I suppose it could lead to some interesting things in this sort of social media world, which is whereby you have uh, a little bit of a viral hit of a certain maze that um, they get uh, streamers to play effectively, and to, and it goes viral in the sense of they go, I've done this level, and I got this time, and then people watch it, and a big streamer does it, and they're like, I want to play that too. I've just remembered something. What? What's that, mate?
1: Spent all this time talking about Doom. Doom yeah. had this. Do you remember Snap Map? Yeah, yeah, Snap Maps. Doom no. 2016 had an and in-game it never map really editor. Took off. Yeah, maps created through Snap Map, available for all platform platforms. You could uh, create your own maps from uh, scratch, um, placing oh, objects, okay. lo- objects, logic, and demons in rooms. Um, there were industrial and UAC modules. Gameplay similar to the campaign and multiplayer modes. Um, that's quite funny. Including various man. So from the campaign, including <laughs> yeah, the weapon yeah, no, wheel. We right. You had the ability to create a chronological level list. You could insert music from um, from across the game. Like so that, what
0: Doom should have done is they should have taken out all the single-player content because then that would have meant that the only thing to do was right. to have UGC Yeah, because that's, that's
1: an interesting question. Like, if Doom had come out and at the same time there'd been a $15 version of Doom that was just Doom Snap Map, would anyone yeah. have bought Doom Snap Map to just play the user-generated levels of Doom? Interesting Probably question. not. Nah. And that's a game that plays as well as Doom did. Which... Yeah, okay,
2: fair, fair, fair. I think I think you guys have nailed it on that one.
0: it's it's, it's funny as well because even thinking about things like far cry far cry arcade which had you know all the assets of like ubisoft that you could play with and i remember looking at that and playing with it and and thinking wow this is amazing i'm gonna make this and i'm gonna make that and i never made shit all yeah (laughs) and it was and i don't remember anyone telling me how amazing far cry arcade was you just gotta gotta keep at
2: it okay I've, i've still got my map that i'm making on my uh Warcraft three uh, map editor, so you know, it's it, it's like it's like, a, it's like a fine wine. It's a vintage. It takes time.
0: Do you know what one of the best implementations of um of UGC kind of content I saw not the in a game most recently that I still barely touched mm-hmm. was um, Riders Republic, where the ability to effectively do a race. Uh, and record it as you were doing it and then go back afterwards and edit it um you know to just sort of tweak it what i thought was a great implementation of a way to use that world oh, right make yeah. ugc content and it worked very well and they had it and it was it was a good way to do it but again i did it a few times and then you know barely
2: touched it so there's two pieces of ugc content that i want to talk about the first one is the most the most famous one just Dota 2 that was that was ugc baby mm. oh yeah but like a bit of a joke because I love Dota. But um, I, th- I think maybe one of the better ones is Trackmania. Yep. Trackmania is just, like, fucking cool, man.
1: Trackmania is awesome.
2: And, and I, I like think that. we should talk about Trackmania more often on this podcast, to be honest. We should play Trackmania more often. I, uh, Trackmania uh, SS Streams. I mean, never, I, I,
0: I've I've legi- legi- Track Mania. I'd be up for playing some Trackmania and I've never played Trackmania.
1: Oh, it's, I mean, it's the, you, so good! The, the latest version has a free-to-play tier, right? Like you can just jump in if you want to drive around. Like yeah, baby. C- cust cust- mania servers with like those just ridiculously wild tracks and horrible dubstep music playing <laughs> over the top. it <laughs> yeah, yeah. sounds like that always looked like so much fun.
2: I did a bit of a goofy laugh there.
1: I did a, <laughs> a, a hu- <laughs> also. I realised that towards the end of we towards the end of talking about Meet Your Maker, we all, we all started saying UGC so much. That we started doing the ATM machine thing, by going. So, oh ATM machine, UGC content, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, UGC content, yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: A to A to M mouth, R R A to M, it's R A R A to mouth. No, A to M
0: mouth, A to M mouth, A to M mouth, a to M mouth,
2: A A to M mouth, A to M mouth sounds like yeah, ATM mouth sounds like. Something you go to the doctor for? Oh, I've got a to m mouth. Help me out.
0: You know, if you ever read uh, and like a, an, an AI written article, <laughs> yeah. and, and it's obvious because the way it doesn't quite work, that's the sort of thing that will have UGC content or ask a to m mouth.
1: Do you think? Uh, do you think Pokemon ever did sr to m? <laughs> What's 2 m
0: sausage,
1: ro- sausage roll to mouth for, for <laughs> a bit of Pokemon.
0: I bet you did. Hell yeah. I think think she did that and then gave a little Pokemon. Oh (laughs) dear. For sure. Do you think anyone's ever dirty-digited Pokemon?
1: (laughs) We can't. uh, We can do the... When we're talking about Geist armor and sausage rolls, we're we're clearly (laughs) in the realm of like comedy you can't ask us point blank if we think a a known content creator has ever been finger blasted
0: no i didn't say well because someone in the mouth in the mouth because the answer the 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 answer is
1: inevitably yes
0: maybe no maybe they're just not into it maybe Maybe they don't like it
2: they're all filth we can we can end this podcast on that they're all filth you can quote you can quote me on that it's
1: 100 percent true
0: they're all they're all little preaks absolutely untrue I, just, I do I think the opposite. I do like I think that they're idea. Not freaks at all.
1: Like you know how there are all these those rumors about Olympians that they go to the Olympic Village at those summers and they're all just fucking each other. Oh yeah, because in they're the always Olympic got village.
2: like they go through like fucking 500 condoms per like country yeah, or you, something.
1: Well, yeah, because you 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 basically you've got like a a group of people who are all between like the ages of like 18 <laughs> and 31. That are all ridiculously fit and athletic, <laughs> and they're all stuck in the most boring part of the world for like. Like, not being able to do anything fun or interesting, <laughs> not being able to eat so anything interesting, not being able to drink alcohol. Yeah, so they spend... All- I like to think that tweet uh, that streamers are the same. Like, they, 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 they just hey, go to TwitchCon and it's wh- just like the d- Olympic Village. Or why that do thing. you think that streamer houses exist?
0: Mm. They're, it's just—it's just, not it's just
2: legitimizing whorehouses. Is what it, what yeah, it is. B-
0: a bunch of um, a bunch of borderline incel types all together in a given area, and what they're going to do is not talk to each other or even maintain eye contact, and then they're going to slope away to the nearest. that's how esports
1: e- houses work is they just-
2: yeah. You know how they've got that thing where it's like, oh, get get like an unlimited amount of chimps in front of a typewriter, and you'll get Shakespeare. Do you wonder if you have an unlimited amount of incels together in a room? That eventually, two of them will fuck.
0: Yes. And if, you unlim- you make- if you
1: mean unlimited, you mean in unlimited in the, I've been listening to a lot of people talk about infinity a lot, and if you mean it in a literal sense, then yes. Not just that, but it will happen over and over and over again, and an un- unlimited number of
0: times. It will happen infinite number of times. Yeah. Yes. So we've solved that one. We've solved that universal riddle. <laughs> for any, for any more uh, you know philosophical problems and conundrums and riddles you might have, keep it with. Uh, I was going to say ATG, keep it with the super show. Um, but I think that is uh, pretty much the end of the news that we've got for today. There's not much has gone on this week, so it's been pretty dry. So um, I can't believe we actually made mm. it this far to uh, nearly well about an hour and forty five minutes. I believe that's, a, that's
2: about an, that's about an hour and twenty five minutes more than I thought we had. Uh, content available to us.
1: August should be better, right? Like, if nothing else, there's Gamescom. Yeah. Which, so Keeley will do something and some games will come out. We can talk about Saints Row in a few weeks and shit like yeah. that. Like, some
0: yeah. things are happening. Wheels of oh. change are in motion. Did you watch Skill-Ups? Um, like, review in progress thing? Of, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of disappointing, but also sort of what i expected i
2: can't believe that you guys have opened up this discussion when we literally said we're going to stop this podcast so i can go to sleep
0: we are done okay thank you for joining us um as we said we are on uh, youtube and we are on the podcasting platforms um and patreon.com forward slash super show if you would like to join us on patreon thank you so much everybody thank you jamie thank you chris for this thank uh, you jonesy Another epic week of gaming podcast goodness. Um, We will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye.